All right, what's up, guys? We got Scott Loudy here to talk about music, movies, pop culture. He's also he also plays music, has a podcast, and was a Twitch streamer. So, what's going on, Scott? How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. It's a little chilly here in North Carolina today, but uh, I can't complain too much. <laughs> yeah, I forgot you're in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. So, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah. Um, I've been, a have been a podcaster for probably about two or three years now. Um, worked with a, a podcast called talking without thinking. Um, we're basically, we're kind of like a comedy podcast. We do it kind of in like segments. So it's a little bit different than most. It's not just talking straight through. Um, so yeah, I've been doing that for a couple of years. I've been a musician for like 20 years, uh, more recently, like produ producing like new upcoming artists and stuff. And um, also uh, streamed on Twitch for a couple of years too, like during the pandemic, which was a lot of fun, met a lot of cool people on there. So I've done a little bit of everything. So. <laughs> All right, cool. So what kind of music do you play or produce? Um, so when I first started, I was like a pop punk kid back in the day. Um, probably back in like the early 2000s, I did pop punk music for a long while. Uh, then kind of moved on to more like 90s alternative type stuff. Um, and then here more recently, I've been working with a lot of like indie pop artists. Um, it's been pretty easy to move like a producer business. Like I, I produce usually for like clients that hire me on. So it's been pretty easy to move it to like remote, especially over like pandemic stuff that happened. And I was able to kind of transition to like all online. I would honestly work a lot like on Zoom calls and stuff uh, just with artists that were interested in me like producing tracks for them and they would kind of sing over them so it was a um, it was a lot of fun doing that but a, a lot of work so yeah I, i've kind of moved away from that over the last uh, couple of months and just working on the podcast thing i have a lot more fun doing that get a lot more enjoyment out of that and it's a lot less st stressful too it's like cool just talking to people you know yeah. So are these like your main gigs or do you have like a real job or uh, not a real job, but a normal job? I mean, you, you can call it a real job. Yeah. I've got an actual yeah, like full-time yeah. job too. I work in software actually, um, which makes it very easy to do all these other creative endeavors outside of uh, like the normal, like full-time job. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a software quality assurance engineer. So I like test software for a, uh, a bigger software company. So. All right. That's definitely a real job. That's a, that's a big yeah. boy job right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is. Yeah. Normally the guests I have on like come in, like, like they're like an experts on an issue. So this is a little bit more, uh, a little bit more go with the flow than yeah, I'm yeah. used to, but that, that's totally fine. But um, yeah. So, so as far as the music goes, yeah, I'm, I basically into the same kind of stuff like, you know, pop punk back in early two thousands with like blink 182 and oh yeah all those bands and then got into it was like the normal, the normal phase from like pop, what was ska, then like pop punk. Oh yeah. And then like emo, then like screamo. And then you I was in a band at one man. point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was in a band that went like full hardcore. And like, that was when I exited the band because that just got too, too heavy for me. Yeah. And then, and then I got into like indie. So for the past like 10 years, I've pretty much been into like indie rock, indie pop, like you said. Yeah. And, but I've noticed like a, I don't know if it's just me, but like a pretty bad downturn in terms of at least what I liked. Would you agree? And it doesn't seem like I yeah. hear a whole lot of people talking about it, but a lot of the band just recently haven't been doing it for me as much as they did like 10 years ago or so. 
Yeah, I feel like nowadays it's so processed and it's music's lost a lot of its personality, I think is really what it comes down to. Everyone's trying to get that next like viral TikTok hit or or whatever it is now. And people aren't writing as much um, from like a feeling standpoint. You know what I mean? It, it's more of like, oh, we're going to use all these fake keys, all these fake instruments, all this fake everything. And then we're just going to sing over top of it. And it it's lost a lot of, I don't know, like the emotion. It's lost a lot of like what like the 90s and 2000s had, you know, where you can listen to those songs like over and over again. And the listenability is like really high. Whereas like all these new artists coming out, you see how fast it just like cycles through now. Like a song will come out and within a month you don't hear about it anymore. It just kind of gets buried in uh, the Spotify pits or wherever else it goes at that point. And it's like, if you think about it, we still listen to stuff that we listened to when we were younger. And I don't, I don't know that like kids nowadays are going to go back and like, listen to songs that really like hit them for like a couple of weeks, you know, in the 2020s, you know, it just, it's, it's really hard to look at music nowadays and, and see it as something that's going to have like staying power and really have that like, 70s 80s 90s feel like those those decades had like a sound but you can't even describe kind of what the sound is of today you know what i mean it's kind of it's not very uh, unique it's kind of a little bit of everything yeah for sure like they're they're mixing and matching everything like i think indie is now like kind of like pop and pop is indie and then it's like pop is also rap and you know everything messes together and you know like uh what do you think about like so what are you listening to now like, i was just going to mention like taylor swift's new album seems to yeah. be like kind of like the biggest thing right now i guess right are you listening are you into that kind of stuff or um i liked her her older stuff and the newer one just didn't do anything for me um, yeah i think it's just it's too stripped back i hate all the new stuff that's coming out that wants to sound like billy eilish it seems like everyone wants to have that sound now. And I kind of feel like this like new Taylor album, it sounds exactly like that too. It's got the real stripped back feel, not a whole lot of instrumentation, very low key and very like lyric centric, which is fine. Like that's kind of her thing, but the musicality is kind of, I don't know. It's not there for me um, lately. Yeah. I, it's weird. I've been listening to a lot of weird stuff lately. Um, <laughs> I'm going to sound really old, but I'm not. Uh, the new Bruce Springsteen album that just came out, real good. Oh, wow. It's, yeah. It's weird to say. I've never been a big Bruce Springsteen fan ever. Yeah. Um, a couple songs here and there, like, you know, like the staples from, you know, back when you were a kid, like the Born in the USA and things like that. Like, yeah, that's cool, Bruce. But like the new album he has out is really good. It's like a cover album of like soul songs that I've really like enjoyed listening to over the past week or so since it came out. Um Okay. But other than that, man, like there's not a lot that really like jumps out at me that's blowing my hair back. Like, like I said, there's stuff I'll listen to for like a week or so and never listen to it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how it seems like it is. And um, yeah, I listened to like a, it's actually like an internet radio show with the singer of, Vamp- you know, Vampire Weekend. I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The singer of Vampire Weekend like hosts the show and they go, they tend to go into a lot of like classic rock type stuff. Like this last one, they went into like, I, I honestly, I was only like half paying attention to what they were talking about, but <laughs> it was like Bob Dylan has like, a, I guess he wrote a book. And then like, I don't know if you know anything about 
about Bob Dylan, but I do a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he wrote like a book and then they were talking about how he was doing some sort of like radio show podcast thing or something, but <laughs> yeah, they definitely talk about like Bruce Springsteen a lot. Um, Bob Dylan, um, you know, they, they mentioned like Boston in the last one, you know, yeah, stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think, Oh yeah. Like grateful dead and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff for me, I mean, I could talk about this. This is just like right up my alley. I actually kind of wanted to start like an indie rock type podcast, but wasn't able to find any friends to do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, like the the indie rock stuff that's coming out, a lot of it, I think the main problem that I have with it is it's just like you said, it all kind of bleeds together. But then also it's kind of um, like just too slow, too slow for me. And it's like, yeah. Like, like, you know, like Phoebe Bridgers, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. like I'm into I'm into her. But all that kind of stuff, that folk stuff, like I'm into it. It's just a little too mellow for me. I can't. Yeah. I like to kind of like get pumped up, you know, more like more like band, I don't know if you know, like bands like Brand New and Taking Back oh, yeah. Sunday. I mean, yeah. I, I listened to them growing up. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I saw Brand New in a room with like 20 people in it. Oh so damn! They opened Where? up for uh, the starting line at this small little oh. like upper upper like area. So I, I'm originally from Pittsburgh. I uh, I was born and raised there, so we got a lot of cool shows up there. A lot of cool shows. Not as many as we get in Charlotte now, but yeah. They um, there was this really small room that fit maybe like 200 people, and it was a uh, brand new uh, pop unknown. I don't know if you know pop unknown. They were a um, they were kind of an emo band that never really like broke out. Um, I'll never forget. I have a funny story about them, but, and uh, starting line headlined it. And it, the starting line had just put out like their five song EP. Um, like the original, um, I can't remember what it was called. It had a bicycle on the cover anyways. So like pop unknown, I guess something happened with their set and they like, they were only able to play like three songs and they literally like pitched a fit on stage or throwing stuff, breaking stuff. It was amazing. Um, but that, that's all I remember about them. They had one really good song that I liked, but that was about it. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I grew up like in that scene, like I opened up for fallout boy before they were big, like right after, oh. uh, take this to your grave came out. Yeah. That was, a, that was a dope show. There was, um, we opened up for them in a fire hall in Pennsylvania. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, yeah, my, my co-host who isn't here, but he's up in, san jose on some like business mm -hmm. meeting or something business retreat or something um he i think he played with fallout boy too when they were a little small oh, in really? chicago yeah because you That's know they're awesome. from chicago yeah oh yeah yep so how big was the show that you played with them there uh, was that when they were smaller they were smaller i think there was maybe 150 kids there maybe um i just remember after the show like pete Wentz came out and like hung out in our car and just like talked for like half an hour with us he was the coolest dude in the band of all of them the rest of them were really like kind of standoffish, um, especially like the bass player and the drummer, like Andy and Joe, like just kind of were off to the side. They say, hey, what's up, whatever, but kind of just kept to themselves. But like Pete is kind of like he was the same persona that you saw on TV for, you know, five or 10 years during like the TRL era. Um, he was the same guy, just, you know, pretty, pretty uh, outgoing and. Like he was honestly a really nice dude when I met him. So I have nothing bad to say about him. Yeah. That's interesting. I probably for a bad reason, but would just like assume that he 
only because he's the most famous i would like probably just assume that maybe now he's the the bit i don't know i don't even know but i would think that like patrick stump would almost be like the the, the nicest just just yeah. yeah just by judging them from looks you know what I mean? and he may have been like he just didn't really talk to us at all he was like pretty low-key like i think he's a very introverted person uh from what i like gathered from that's kind of what if i remember like when i was talking to pete he was talking to us about he's like yeah the other guys are really kind of low-key like they kind of you know just do their own thing and once they play they you know kind of go into their hiding space or whatever but yeah i mean yeah and it seems like a lot of bands tend to be like that kind of like i've when i first started this podcast it was me and a it was me and a friend doing it and i was trying to get like bands on from instagram or whatever and reddit and that's where i find most people now is reddit and so people do respond but i was trying to get some like small indie bands that like you probably haven't even heard of on here yeah and just like no luck like i just I almost kind of get the vibe like they just don't really, in in general, it's a generalization, but don't really like to be on podcasts very much or just kind of talk in general. They're all kind of, like you said, with those three, like Like kind of just super introverted. Yeah. yeah. And even some that I've heard, like obviously the obvious one would be like Rivers Cuomo from like Weezer or something. He's supposed to be like super introverted. But like. um, He was on Conan O'Brien's podcast uh, last month, I think, which was pretty good. I actually started my girlfriend listened. I started listening to it and for whatever reason turned it off. Not because it was bad, just because I have just so many fucking podcasts to listen to that <laughs> I just like, dude, it's gotten bad because I'm a delivery driver for my job for Amazon. Yeah. And so I mean I just listen to one after the other all day. And so all I day. have a ton of time to listen to them, but I have a ton that I listen to too. Yeah. But yeah, um, I listen to um I listened to the guy, uh, the guy from Portugal, Portugal, the man actually on a podcast yeah. of a guy that I interviewed. That's one of the guys I interviewed back on my podcast. It's called, it's under like stoicism. That's what he talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, he interviewed him and dude, he was just out of it, man. I mean, it's like, I'm not, it's not even in a bad way. He was just kind of like, you could just tell he was like, they were talking about anxiety and stuff. And he was just like, not out of it in like a druggy way, just more in just like a mellow kind of like shy, nice, just, dazed way you know what i mean yeah like you have to like pull information out of him like constantly type yeah but then at some yeah. point he kind of he kind of just started talking and it was just yeah. like going like he was just rambling kind of but um yeah they're cool so any i already asked you about what you're listening to recently yeah. but i definitely like to try and find out more i'm always looking for more bands like i said podcasts movies everything yeah tv show so as far as bands go you said bruce springsteen was the only one but that's that's what i've been listening to like this past week but no the bands i listen to frequently like here ones that i'm always like going back to mute math is one of them i don't know if you've heard mute math but i saw him i saw him live did you a long time oh oh my god best live show ever like they always put on a phenomenal live show um there's a band from new jersey called arizona uh that i absolutely love they're kind of they're Mm. more of like um they're very kind of like a poppy i don't even know how to describe them like a synth pop type band a little bit uh they have like some tropical vibes to them a little bit but um the first time i heard them i was instantly hooked um i'm trying to think of other other bands that i listen to frequently that i always go back to 
Uh, there is a, there's just like new upcoming guy named uh, Jake Wesley Rogers, who has just an incredible voice. Like he, he reminds me of kind of like a modern day Elton John almost, but with more of a vocal range, like he can get really, really high. And he has like a little bit of rasp to his voice too. Really, really good. I think he was actually just opening up for uh, Panic at the Disco on their latest tour as well. Like he was their, their support act. So what are your thoughts on Panic at the Disco? Like their new stuff. Ugh. I didn't love the new album at all. I listened to it like once through. It didn't, it didn't blow me away. I, um, I don't know it. I bet you if I listened to it a little bit more, it might grow on me a bit, but it reminds me of like the first time I heard pretty odd. Like their, I think that was their second album that they put out where they tried to be the Beatles. Yeah. It reminded me of that a little bit, but and more of like a more of like a rock and roll tone to it so i don't know i think i think i need to be in the right mood for that like there's some there's some albums that i just don't like offhand to start with and then i'll go back and revisit and be like oh this isn't too bad it's like you have to be in the right frame of mind and the right mood for some for some music i guess yeah what's funny is you mentioned pretty odd and i actually was into that album but it was it was probably more of like just a couple of the like the first couple songs i really liked yeah i don't know if you remember the first ones but oh I so do. i was into the yeah, yeah. well i love I would, it now i literally have oh, it on okay, vinyl yeah. now like it's a great album oh, i just i hated it yeah. because it's like you hear the first panic at the disco album and you're like oh man you you got like the emo and like the pop punk like mix in together with this dude that has an amazing vocal and then they completely change their sound for the second one you're like what the fuck are you guys doing like why it was weird yeah it was, it was. weird man it was. and then what's even kind of weirder is they i think mainly him at this point it's mainly just him right they yeah. took like a they took like a downturn like their first album was huge the second one i think was still big but went down then i didn't hear yeah. about them for like 10 years maybe even 15 and yeah. now they're back with the last album bigger than ever yeah i think didn't Speaking of Taylor Swift, didn't he? I think that he and her sang a song together. Or they something. did, yeah. They had that one called "Me" on her uh, Lover album that came out um, two okay. or three years ago. Yeah. So I think is the band just him at this point? Because I know when you go it to like is. their cover page, it's just him. Yeah. It's so he's much just he's, him. He's the only yeah. remaining member of the original, but he does have a touring band that is consistent. Like they have been with him for probably at least five or six years now. Like the same exact players. Um, I, I got to see him live on the, the pray for the wicked tour, which was the album before this one that just came out. And, um, it was, I mean, it was amazing. It was a great show. His voice is unbelievable. Like he, he has one of the best voices of like the last two decades, I think, as far as vocalists go. Yeah. He hits it, hits it live. Unbelievable. Didn't miss a note the entire show. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that they are him whatever <laughs> are one of the bands that are still i mean obviously fallout boy is still huge but i think i've yeah. talked to a recent a guest on this a rapper on this podcast about them how they kind of like transition into like almost like rap kind of like rap yeah. pop punk they had like yeah. i don't know i think I, I think they had some rappers on their album you know they had started doing trap beats and stuff it got kind of weird yeah the latest album was just absolute trash it was i think it was was it mania i think it was mania oh my god yeah what an awful awful album even they say it i don't know i was started reading uh joe troman their guitar player put out a book uh last month and i started reading it and he actually talked about how like how much they didn't like the way that album came out at all 
So yeah. I'm like, you know, at, at least you can recognize that it is an absolute piece of garbage. So yeah, it, it's real bad. I don't know. They, yeah. wait, I mean, it's either you get that or you get the one they put out before that, which was basically like, I like to call it their ESPN album because like every song on that album, they were basically trying to make it onto like some sort of Super Bowl commercial or something like that. Like <laughs> they had that centuries song and all that other shit. It's like, okay. All right, guys, we get it. Yeah. It's one of those things where I think they definitely sold out, but I don't know if it worked. You know what I mean? It's like the yeah. point of selling out guys is to like get bigger. I don't, maybe it did. I mean, maybe they hit new levels that I don't know about, but. I mean, they're still having to co-headline big tours. Like they did that, uh, that mega tour with uh, Weezer and Green Day. So, yeah. I mean, and they were, I don't, I don't even think they were selling out stadiums with that tour. They were doing like bigger arenas and stuff, but. I mean, those are three yeah. big bands, and they're still not selling places out. Yeah. They had to go back down to playing clubs. There's nobody like their new album. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, for real. But, yeah. I, I mean, they do I, better in clubs, speaking, I think. Oh, yeah. Speaking of clubs, I saw them. I don't know if you've heard of Soma in San Diego. It was like a big Blink-182 venue when they were getting big in San Diego. I yeah. saw – so I saw them. It was Taking Back Sunday, Fall Out Boy. And I want to, I kind of want to almost say like matchbook romance instead of like my chemical romance, you know, you remember them? Oh, I remember them. Well, I toured with them for two weeks. Matchbook romance. <laughs> yes. Matchbook, my romance. Chemical. matchbook romance. Yeah. 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 I, love I those think, dudes. yeah, I think it was them. And I, I'm almost positive. I miss follow up. I want to say, I honestly, like, it's, it's almost like, I don't know for sure, but I'm almost positive. It was follow up. I remember him wearing that hat. Yeah. yeah. And it was Fall Out Boy and then Taking Back Sunday. And I think during Fall Out Boy, I was like outside and busy. I didn't know who they were at the time. <laughs> and it was a pretty, it was a relatively small venue. But yeah, so speaking of you and your music and your band, mm -hmm. I was in a band one time too. And we almost, you keep mentioning playing with these bands. Yeah. We almost got onto a show with Brand New, who is my favorite band. Yeah. yeah. Or one of, and then, and Taking Back Sunday in like Utah. We were at like a random club in Utah and, I think a band dropped out or something, and they're like, "Dude, can we get on? Is there any way we can get on this?" <laughs> and we did. We didn't. But um, yeah. So speaking of your band, you so you played with Fall Out Boy, Matchbook Romance. Mm -hmm. What's what's the name of your band? Uh, well, or back band? uh back then, um, I'm trying to think which one it was. It was called Dim Dim Star back then. Um, I that that band like that was when i lived in pittsburgh still so and since then like i've moved moved to charlotte that band broke up i've been in so many freaking bands it's ridiculous um i moved down here and i've played in like two or three different bands down here too i don't know it's hard for me to like stick with one one style one genre i like playing a bunch of different stuff so but um yeah i had i had one band that was called thought deposit um we we played with like i don't know if do you know punchline i don't know if you know punchline there i've heard of um I think, they never I think got like super big. Yeah. They never got super big. They were from, they're like punk. Pittsburgh boys. Yeah. Pop punk guys. Uh, they were signed to fueled by ramen for, I think a couple of records. Um, but they, they never really got huge, but they're still around. Like they still tour, which is crazy to me. Uh, and they started like in 1997, 98, something like that. And they're still playing. And I don't know that they're making a living, but they're still playing, you know, <laughs> I respect it. Yeah, I listened. I heard a guy from actually Lawrence. Do you remember the band Lawrence Arms? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So a guy from that band, and they're still a band, or they were still a band, I guess. He was on that that Vampire Weekend 
uh, show. Yeah. And he was saying they're still playing. And I guess they're just constantly touring to make money. That's what they do is just constantly tour because they're not selling enough albums. I don't think, you know, or making enough oh, money definitely. on Spotify. Yeah. yeah. And I know that I want to say one of the guys from that band went to like Alkaline Trio. And before Alkaline Trio, he was in like this band called Slapstick. That was like a ska band. Yeah, I remember them too. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. This is crazy, man, because sometimes these things don't go well if we don't have enough to talk about. But me and you have like so much in common with this music stuff. Listen, I grew, I grew up with that. (laughs) Like that, that literally is like my teenage years right there. I I mean, I opened up for a bunch of different ska bands and stuff too back in the day. Um, I don't know. Do you remember there was a band called River City High? Uh, we opened for them a couple of times. I want to uh, say the, there was Bayside too. Yeah, Bayside. There, which were, for some yeah. reason, like reminds me of that name. Yeah, um, like Bayside High or something. I'm trying to think. The Mad Caddies. There was one other band we opened up for too. I can never remember the name of them. They have such a weird name, but they Real were like another sub band. Yeah, I love Real those Big guys. Fish was like the big was the big one. Yeah, Real Big Fish and uh, Less Than Jake. Less Than Jake. Goldfinger. Like those were, ugh, I loved those guys. What was the hardcore scoff? I was trying to think of the only reason I'm asking is I was trying to think of their band name the other Mephiscoph- day. Mephiscopheles? No, it was like, the only way I can explain it that it, that it would remind you would be like, it was a hard, like literally like, kind of like hardcore ska. Like they would play ska, but then go into like this hardcore kind of like breakdown. I'd, <laughs> I'd have to look it up. Um, but yeah, so in your band, you were, what, I'm going to guess you're the singer and guitar player. Uh, I, in some of them, yes. Uh, in these pop punk bands, like back, 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 I was actually just the guitar player and like backup vocalist. Um, at that time we just had like a straight lead vocalist that would, would handle everything. But I did, I did a majority of the songwriting along with like an, the other, um, actually it was the bass player. Um, he and I did most of the songwriting and we just had a lead singer cause he was way better than us at singing at that point. So <laughs> later on in life, I took vocal lessons and got better at it. So but back are then, you still I'm, on a I'm band? Glad. No, no. I actually, um, I stopped doing the band thing. I think in 2017, something around there. I just got sick of carrying the shit around, man. It just like after a while, like carrying gear around, showing up for shows, and the the Charlotte music scene here is not great. Um, unless you're a very well known artist, they it's hard to get people to come out to shows down here. So it was it was kind of a lost cause, like we'd played a bunch of gigs and some like nicer venues too, and get maybe 15, 20 people there. So, and that goes from like, I was up in Pittsburgh and we're selling out like 2000 seat venues. It's a, it's a complete like flip flop, man. Like Charlotte, yeah. it's a weird, it's a weird scene down here. There's a lot of nineties covers bands. <laughs> Those are the ones that typically do pretty well and get a lot, a lot of the gigs. So it's kind of like, a, it's uh, almost sounds like a, uh, I don't even know, like kind of like a, like a creed, like a creed type area or something like a, a little bit. Well, it was like, so this has been a big metal area for a long time too. So there's a lot of metal heads down here. A lot of metal bands that had basically like the majority of the shows you would go to at a lot of the venues around here. It was, it was always a metal show. And those are the ones that kids would show up to. I was never a big metal kid. So um, yeah, I, when I moved down here, I played more like pop rock st- type stuff. And it just, I don't know, it's not very popular down here. So, yeah. I remember 
hearing i don't know if this is still the case but a while back like chapel hill north carolina was like a mm-hmm. was kind of like a popular spot for like indie folk kind of stuff right it's really good so there and then there's also Asheville, which is uh it's further west of charlotte it's more towards like the tennessee side um they have a great indie scene over there and they have like a great couple of venues too they get a lot of like the indie rock bands in there like we saw tame impala there we saw um I don't know if you know the band Tennis. They're like yeah. an indie band. We saw yeah. them there um, earlier this year. Really good show at the Orange. I think it's called the Orange Peel. Yeah, the Orange Peel. So like they get they get a lot of cool shows. Like Asheville is like an indie hotbed. Unfortunately, it's like two hours away. So is that considered Chapel Hill? Is that like so the same area? Chapel Hill is further east. So it's more towards like the uh, the ocean side, like more towards the oh, coast okay. in a way. It's about two and a half, three hours from where I'm at. But it's like, that's where like the major um, UNC, like the college is in Chapel Hill. So that's why like, it's such a, like a good music area over there. Okay. And what bands am I thinking of that came from there? I want to say like uh, Connor, o- you know, Connor Obers from Bright Eyes, I'm sure. Like his brother. Yeah was lived there or something i know he died possible but i know there's some other bands that i want to say came from there but i can't think of them right now um well the biggest ones i know of from around here um the avet brothers are like huge here um they're from like around this area are you into that kind of stuff no i i was for like a minute i i never could get into the avet brothers the i was the biggest fan of like ryan adams for a while uh i like his stuff but I never got into Ryan Adams for some reason. Like people, it just wasn't in my, like my, uh, I don't know my, uh, for some reason I just never got into him. Like people told me he was really good. He was kind of like a yeah. bright eyes type guy. And then he I was. guess he had that, he had that falling out with like the, you know, he got canceled or whatever. You yeah. Know? He's back and again though. <laughs> he's back. They always come back. Right. Just, they always never do come back. And that's the thing. Like everything he was like, can't quote unquote canceled for, like nothing ever came to light and there was nothing that ever came of it after that. So yeah, I don't know. He, uh, I still, I still listen to some of his stuff. I mean, I actually just got, uh, actually one of his cassette tapes in the mail today so <laughs> i've been big i've been ryan, ryan adams yeah it's no it's uh it's two albums ago called prisoner it's um, interesting tape i know that they were kind of making a comeback right or they are i guess oh they are they are yeah, yeah. so yeah. I've, I've been getting into cassette tapes the last like couple of months just finding them at record store they're so cheap now too and it's like i'm reliving the 90s all over again man <laughs> yeah that's what it's all about man it is um yeah, the the Avid Brothers. I want. I might be wrong about this, but I want to say I listened to a podcast where they had the theme song, and it was called. If you're into true crime podcasts at all, it was called. Um, Dan, um, uh, I'm forgetting the name of it now. I'm like blinking. Um, ah, I forget, I'm forgetting the name. But anyways, they they were on a. I'm pretty sure their song was on a podcast I listened to, and I liked the song. Yeah. It was good with the podcast. I want to say it was called. Um, oh yeah. Tom Brown's body. I don't know if you've heard of that. No, I haven't heard of that. No. All right. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter, but that, that's like the main reason I know them. And there's another band that I've heard. I think I want to say they're from that area called camp. Have you heard of them by any chance? C-A-A. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I, are I they like from camp. there too? Yeah. I think they are from North Carolina. I'm I, think, trying to I know they're, they're from, from the South. They definitely are. Yeah. Let's see. Oh no. Let's see. Camp. They're from Ohio actually. Huh? Yeah, I was honestly kind of just guessing with that. I was like, yeah, they're probably from that area, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. So they're good though. I do like them. I've heard a couple of songs of theirs that I really like. So who who else yeah. have you been listening to lately? Like, do you have any good recommendations for me? Yeah, I was actually gonna like I was gonna plug that if you didn't ask me. I was like, I'm gonna get my <laughs> shit out there. I got um, you, man. Honestly, I I might have to look like on my phone, but I want to say so one one band, one guy I think mainly that I'm into that's pretty weird, but it's called Young Jesus. Have you heard of him by any chance? I have. Yeah, that name. I I don't think I've heard any of his stuff, but the name sounds really familiar. Yeah. So there's Young Jesus, which it's he definitely has a weird voice. It's like the first time you hear it, you're kind of like, oh, what is this? It's kind of like a. Is it like the Brad Eyes type thing? Like you hear Connor Oberst's voice, you're like, man, this kind of sucks. And then like after you listen to it for a few minutes, you're like, this is actually kind of good. It grows on you. Yeah. So I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to have to. Oh, I lost you. Okay, you're back. Back. You there? Yeah. Okay, yeah sorry. Man. Maybe I shouldn't look. <laughs> I was just I was just looking real quick because I it's like one of those things where I always blank. But um, okay, I said Frank Ocean, but I'd say that's just kind of like an obvious one. Um, yeah. There's Young Jesus. There's um, you know, when somebody asks you, and you <laughs> oh, it's it's the worst. I'm totally blanking now. Oh, um, it's the absolute worst. I literally like if no one asked me, I could probably name like one after another off. But oh, as soon as I, I was going to ask like you that. about this, you know, um, Tim Heidecker. I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Tim Heidecker is from Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and he's a comedian. But his new album is really good. Oh, really? Yeah, I think there might be a little bit of a. I think we got a little bit of a delay going on. Oh yeah, it does look like it. Hold on one second. Hey, what's up, guys? We're back here with Scott. Hopefully, I'm on my computer now, so hopefully this is better than last time. But yeah, so where do we get cut? Oh yeah, so I was naming the bands that I like, and I mentioned Young Jesus, and then yeah, I said Tim Heidecker, which is kind of like a weird one because he's a comedian. But his I don't know if you've listened to his music at all. It's really good. His I mean, I really I used to watch Tim and Eric, so I've heard like some of that side of things, but. No, this is this is like this is like more serious. This is actually kind of like oh really? So it's like a serious yeah. like. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, so check out the new Tim Heidecker, the young Je- the new young Jesus, and then another comedian named Whitmer Thomas. Have you have you heard of Whitmer Thomas by any chance? No, I haven't. He's kind of like a smaller comedian. His new album's really good. What's funny is it's also serious. It's not like comedy. Yeah. And then I was going. Now I can actually go through my phone. Um, <laughs> Like I said, there's a Christian Lee Hudson. Have you heard him? No. It's kind of, he's he's on like Phoebe Bridger's label, so it's similar to that. In terms of like Instagram, kind of like TikTok tic, uh, music, there's a guy named Montel Fish. It's kind of like vibey. It's good for like kind of like dark vibey videos. That's cool. Yeah. And then Let me see if there's any other ones. Oh, I just remembered one that I had too. One that I wore out. So there's um, there's a band called The Night Game. Um, it's got I don't know. Do you remember Boys Like Girls? That pop punk band. 
Yes, but I don't. I don't think I know any other. I don't remember any of the songs. I didn't either. But the, so their lead singer started a new project called Boys Like Girls, which is more of like an '80s like. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to describe exactly what it like. A lot of like clean guitar and stuff, but it's fantastic album. He um he put out an album called the dog or called Dog Years. Um, gosh, it's been a couple of years and a couple of years ago now. But I I literally have worn that album out since it since it came out. It came out twenty twenty one, so like a year ago. But it's fantastic. The Night Game. I think you're muted. My bad, man. I, I, <laughs> uh, I listened to this podcast called um, IndieCast. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's like one of the writers from Pitchfork and then like a writer from like Rolling Stone or something. But uh-huh. um, they mention a lot of new music. So I list, they got me on to a band called Foxing. I'm assuming you probably heard of Foxing, maybe. I have heard of Foxing, yeah. yeah. Yep. So Foxing and then Oso Oso and then... Um, let me see. Yeah, I'm just like, oh yeah. So Alex G was another guy that I wanted to ask you about from because he's from Pennsylvania. Are you into Alex G? I have never heard of him. Alex G is actually probably one of the biggest names that I've like I think they might be because like I know they just recently played like one of those talk shows. Yeah. But check out Alex G for sure. Yeah, I will. And he's from Pennsylvania, I'm pretty sure. And the last one would be like Wild Pink. Have you heard of Wild Pink by any chance? I've heard I've heard the name. I don't think I've heard them though. Yeah. So yeah, are there any what about the the music you were producing? Are there any cool bands you produced that um, you want to get out there? Yeah, I've done I've done a couple. Uh most recent, um, there's a kid named Alex Sue S U. Um, I just did a song for him that's already hit like fifty thousand plays like in the past month or two. So it's it's done really, really well for him. Um before that, I I mean I still I put out stuff on my own for a little while under uh, Elliot Always. Um, it's more like a it's like '90s meets indie pop meets some synth pop. Like every song's got kind of a different vibe to it. Um, it's it was one of those like I'm at home, I have an idea. Let's just explore it and see what it what comes out. Like you know, no strings attached, nothing. I don't have to make it sound like a certain thing just like this is how I was feeling that day uh, type songs. But I'm pretty proud of a lot of the ones that are on there. Um, I've worked with a couple other bands, um, one named uh, Morrowville, M-O-R-R-O-W-ville. Uh, they honestly, you might dig them. They have more of like a, like a Mars Volta type feel. Mm. Mars Volta, like at the drive-in, like they're kind of like progressive rock a little bit, but with like that emo edge. Um yeah. The only Mars I was really well, the first two, I would say. Yeah. I was really into mainly the, the first ones. one. Yeah. Yeah. And then it kind of just got a little too crazy for me. And they actually came out with a new album recently, too, right? Yeah. The the track, the first track I listened to, and I haven't I haven't listened to the whole album yet, to be honest. I listened to the first track and I was like, eh. It's just like I feel like the the Delouse and the Comatorium, which was like their that, I don't know if that was the first or second album that came out, but that was the one that like hit for me. And for after sure. that, like nothing really blew me away. Yeah, I was Deloused and then uh, Francis the Mute was good too. Those are the first two. Yeah. And Fran- Francis the Mute, I remember like they came out with like The Widow and I was like, man, this is pretty good. It's, um, it's like kind of like yeah. Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And the first two songs were pretty cool. The first one was really long, but then it kind of went 
it got a little weird after that. Mm-hmm. And then, and thus began the descent oh, of yeah. Lars Volta. It just got weirder and weirder <laughs> after that. Yeah, like I remember, I went to go see a show. I, I, I think it was them and the Pixies, which is like a really weird lineup. That is weird. But yeah, like my friend got me a ticket, like pretty close. And Mars Volta, I think they, it was like an hour set, but they played like four songs. So each song was like was like 15 minutes or something. And I remember, <laughs> but dude, it was it was crazy, man. It's just so sad how so many of these bands that were like so good and I like really took pride in just liking them, you know, yeah. and like now it's just like you know, most of them are just kind of gone. I mean, they're still around, but the stuff they're putting they out were. now isn't as good either. It's just like the, I I feel like, and I don't know if you feel like this too, as the older they get and the more they're around, the more like the creative well runs dry and it like their music just gets shittier and shittier and shittier until it eventually gets to the point where it's like, this is almost unlistenable at this point. And I feel like a lot of bands from then, like even some of the, like the nineties bands and stuff too, it just progressively got worse. And eventually it just got to the point where it's, just, they didn't have much of a fan base left. Their music wasn't that good. And it just, I don't know. I don't know what happens to them. Like why that happens. Like, why can't you still write good songs like you did in your first like two or three albums? Like what happens at that point? Yeah. It's a weird thing. And I think, like you said, I think the, it just must be the well does run dry. Yep. And I mean, like, it, it doesn't only happen with these types of bands. I think it happens with most bands, probably. I mean, you do have your Beatles who just had a, their whole career was great. And even the yeah. Stones, I mean, obviously, I don't know if they're great anymore, but they had a long career. But most bands just, you know, eventually probably run out of ideas. The Pumpkins are like the yeah. perfect example, especially Pumpkins. Oh, God, yeah. Where it's oh, just my like, gosh. Man, like, they cannot write a good song it's yeah. awful did you hear any of they just put a new album out this week <laughs> i listened to two songs and i'm like nah man they're calling it like the new the new like melancholy and the infinite sadness part two so they're <laughs> they're releasing it in three different waves so they're doing 11 songs that just came out this past week and then they're doing 11 more songs in january and then 11 more in like march and then the whole album comes out like in april or some shit so the first, the first like two tracks I listened through, I'm like, no, <laughs> no, you're not gonna ruin melancholy for me. Sorry, I was a, I was a Pumpkins fan as a kid. Like I loved yeah. Siamese Dream. I love Melancholy, Infinite Sadness. Like two amazing albums. But since then, man, they had a couple of tracks here and there that that I would dig. But yeah, it's, it's like it's how how up. dare you? Like how dare you? I didn't. It wasn't it not only those i want to say that it was it was siamese uh, it was um melancholy and infinite sadness adore i want to say it was like yeah. three albums that it's supposed to be like you said based on or yeah come after or whatever yep you're right oh, and God. but anyways yeah the melancholy one mainly and adore was good too it's like yeah. dude how dare you say this is uh a sequel or whatever to that and it's like one thing that one thing that you can't you can't blame him for trying at least like, I mean, I'm pretty sure Billy Corgan is really putting in the effort. He obviously is. like he's really trying and same with like Blink-182. It's just all these bands, like their new song just wasn't great. Right. And, yeah. and it's like, what's funny is I, I think Tom DeLonge uh, came out recently and said, this is like the best album we've ever written. And it's like, we all know it's not going to be, it's like, dude, no. just, 
Just Sorry. admit that your stuff Ed- isn't as good anymore. This isn't enema of the state, bud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not I even, even take know. off your pants and jacket. Not even. Dude, I don't even know if I would say enema. I think I might go with dude ranch. I don't know. That's a, mm. that's a tough one. But too. I Enema is just so fucking like, it's just so fucking clean. Like all the way is. through when I, when I first bought the album, <laughs> It was just nonstop. Like that's all. That's the like the only thing I listened to yep. for like it was banger <laughs> after banger after banger. <laughs> insane. Like it's just insane that they were able to produce that much within like three or four records or even more. Yeah, is unreal. And then like, their songwriting was unbelievable. Like you, you can't, you couldn't beat anything they did. You couldn't. Oh, and I mean, like yeah. they, any song on that album could have been a hit single. Any song. Yeah, they're one of the only, like, say what you want about them, and, like, people didn't take their music as seriously, but it's like, dude, like you just said, every single song on four or five albums were, like, hit songs yeah. like, they could not miss. Unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And, uh, I mean, even now, like, that uh, that California album they put out that they did with uh, Matt Skiba from yeah. Alkaline Trio, like, yeah. they even had a hit off of that one. And, I mean, but- it's... It wasn't as it's not as good. It doesn't hit the same as yeah. those ones did, but I, they're still doing it, and they're doing it like not quite as well. But they're still like they're hanging in there, I guess. Yeah, which one was the, I? I want to. I kind of forget which one was the hit. Do you remember? California, I think it was called. Okay, and I remember they had like a music video at some point where it was like literally like a bunch of like little kids and like in like an elementary school, like running around the elementary school yeah. while, like while they were playing. I was like, what the hell yep. is this? So weird, man. So weird. Yeah. Oh, actually that wasn't even the last, the last album was called nine. Yeah. I, I think they had, that a, one. I think they had a hit off that one. Maybe. Let me see. I really wish I hated you has like the most plays, but yeah, I, I honestly don't remember anything about that album. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it goes on and on. The Alkaline Trio, they're, I'm assuming not as good now as yeah. they were blink isn't like nope it just happens it does i mean it's yeah. it's inevitable bright eyes yeah i haven't listened to him in so long now yeah one of the only bands who i would say is still going and honestly probably hasn't missed for the most part is like radiohead would you agree with that how long do you have <laughs> <laughs> You have a whole a whole thing on Radiohead or what? I do. So my girlfriend and I, <laughs> this is the only argument we have in our relationship. Oh, I man. am I am <laughs> a Radiohead 2000 and before guy. I can't oh, wow. stand the newer stuff. It's just not for me. I I've tried so hard because they're like one of her absolute favorite bands. Like, yeah. The only one that I can like tolerate is a Moonshape Pool. Like I liked, I liked that album a little bit, but I'm a, I'm an okay computer. I'm a Benz, Pablo Honey. I could take it or leave it. But like the yeah. Benz and OK Computer are like my two, that I absolutely loved. Um, there was a a track or two off of Kid A I liked, but that was about it. That's where they lost me. And yeah. I don't know. Understand, understandable. I mean, well, the, their last one was Moonshape Pool, right? So I believe so. Yeah. If you like that one, that's still okay. And what it, about like, what about 
the one before that i, I would think that you would you would like that one um I'm totally forgetting the name. In Rainbows? Was in, it in Rainbows. Rainbows. Did you like I In did. Rainbows or no? I no, okay. Not. Well, one thing that I, I totally understand where you're coming from, because, so I, I obviously was really into OK Computer. And um, so then they came out with Kid A and Amnesiac. And when I first listened, it took me a long time to get into those because they're so weird. And they were like just too, like I said before, kind of slow and boring for me. And I was just like, man, yeah. like I almost like, you know, it sounds lame, but I almost like kind of think kind of like fake being into them a little bit. Yeah. Like because everybody was so into them at some point that I was like, okay, I'm super into this. And I wasn't as into it. And I'll agree with you. I mean, okay, computer is for sure their best. I mean, they probably, yeah. I guess you could say gone downhill since then. So I agree with you, but I still don't think that they're bad by any means, any of them. I don't think they're bad. They're very musical. They're very talented. I just think that and uh I don't know. This is gonna make a lot of people mad. I feel like every single song, it's like, okay, here's this one like 10 second loop. Let's loop it over and over and over again. And then Tom's gonna have some sort of really like wispy, spacey lyrics like and he's gonna do that over and over and over again (laughs) for like two and a half to three minutes. And then that's the end of the song. And then it seems like they just it's not formulaic, but it seems like it is to me at the same time. So I don't know. Yeah, it's like I, they've come up with their own non-formulaic like formula that just yeah they it's just like, keep this repeating. Is, this is what Radiohead sounds like now. Yeah, and then there's also like Muse, and the only reason why I bring them up is because I just remembered this. But there was like a period of time I don't know if you remember this, but like there was a period of time where Muse was kind of like hip, like in, in yeah. the very beginning. Oh yeah, and people were like, oh, they're kind of like Radiohead or whatever, and they're really good. And then a couple albums later, they started getting just, I don't even really know what you'd call it, but that same podcast that I was talking about, IndieCast, um, they like kind of jokingly did like a review of like The Second Law, which was like one of their albums back. Yeah. And it was like super funny. Like the one guy was like saying, he's like, this just like literally made me laugh. It was like, the one guy was saying like, they're, it sounds like they're like trying to say something like, big like about the government or political or whatever but like like they don't really know what it is and the other guy was like yeah it's kind of like a joe rogan thing where it's just like hey man i just have i'm just asking questions here you know what i mean like, <laughs> like it just made me laugh because it's like it's just so funny to me like bringing in podcasts to this with joe rogan where it's like he'll have people on that are like constantly questioning like questioning like the state of the world but like just don't have any like solutions for it you know what i mean it's like i don't know about this whole mass thing or vaccine thing but like they don't really seem to have an alternative you know no i don't good answers or any good counterpoints nah it's just basic like yeah i don't know how i feel about it yeah (laughs) it's like we're just we're just basically asking questions we're just yeah i don't even use another one of those bands where it's like i mean they're i think they're getting big bigger and bigger but and then another one that's like seems to be getting bigger and bigger but i just at this point just fucking like hate them is like red hot chili peppers right i mean (laughs) they have just like there has to be something going on where like why the radio station just non-stop plays like them and the same shit from like the fucking like yeah 90s it's like dude come on like find some new music you know what i mean that's because their new stuff sucks like they yeah. put out what two albums in the past year now, and they're both awful. Uh, apparently, yeah. there's like another one coming too, 
which I don't know why we need more red hot chili peppers. Like, is there they, a third? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's they just keep coming out with them. I mean, whatever song sounds the same, it's like you know they can put out as many as they want and call it new. But yeah. after honestly, after Red Hot Minute, they probably should have just stopped. I think that was good there. Oh damn that yeah that was that's pretty old right when did that yeah. come out the 90s yeah, like 96 yeah that yeah. I think that was about it that's where they that's where they topped off but honestly like that wasn't even their biggest album like they had um oh god what was the like one? Was I Californication was that their, yeah I don't even know what their big would that be their biggest you think I it may be I feel like that one's gotten like the most radio play of any song besides Under the Bridge. Uh, yeah, Californication, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, pretty sure Under the Bridge is probably their biggest song. Yeah, which was on what was that on Red Hot Minute? I don't even know what that was on. No, that was on the Californication album. No, Under the Bridge wasn't. No, Under, Under the, the Bridge. No, is... Under the Bridge was on one of their early uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yeah, that was like a, that was a good album. So yeah, so speak. You mentioned nineties. What what other what nineties are you into? Like, were you actually Ooh. into them? In oh, the nine, at one point oh, you, yeah, were in, you were a fan, yeah. Yeah, I was a I was a huge '90s rock fan, man. I saw so many bands. Like, I saw Matchbox Twenty more times than I can count. Um, Fastball. Uh, I met F- Fuel. Actually, I have a funny story about them. Um, I yeah. was working at Best Buy um, when they were like, kind of like coming down from the peak of their fame. Like they shimmer that song shimmer had already come out. Like it had come and gone and they were about to put out like their third album, I think something like that. Anyways, they played an acoustic set at the best buy I was working at in Pittsburgh. And so we had to like set up a stage for them and like completely and like deck out the store. Uh, I think it was in 1999. No, okay. no, 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 it wasn't. I'm wrong. It was in 2000, 2003, 2003. And they, they showed up, we had to like, I remember, cause I, we spent an entire day setting up for this shit. Like we had to cover all the CD racks so that like when all the people came in, they wouldn't be stealing stuff. And because I mean, we're at a Best Buy, you know, this is back when they had racks and racks of CDs and DVDs and video games and everything else. And you couldn't. This like, was when was, Best Buy was like booming, right? Yes. Like, when Best Buy was, like was the, Best Buy, not like. Not like podunk Best Buy now where you walk in and it's basically like, here's a cell phone kiosk. Here's a couple laundry, you know, like washing machines and dryers and that's Best Buy. Yeah. Um, but so they they finally like we set up their green room, which was all our break room. Basically, it had like nice couches and stuff. And uh, they had we had they had like a rider that we had to go out and buy the stuff for. Like it was like a legit performance. So we set up like this small little stage because they were just doing like an acoustic set with just um the three like three of them I guess yeah and uh, I'll never forget they get there and we kind of like sneak them in like a side door that we had around the side of the store and like right into the break room because there are like people already like in the store just standing around and stuff I mean the store ended up being packed and I'll never forget so we walked them in there and Brett Scallion's the lead singer walks in looks at the garbage can and says empty this garbage can right now. I was like, well, okay. Like all, all we had in the garbage can were like the lids to the shit that we had bought for them because they wanted like a deli tray and all this other stuff. So we just like threw the lids in the garbage, you know, cause it's not like they're going to take it with them when they leave. 
And he was like flipping out because the garbage cans weren't emptied. So we had to like go in, empty all the garbage cans out for him and then put clean garbage bags in and then get out of the room like quickly. Dude was the biggest douche I've ever met. Oh, oh my awful. gosh. But yeah. like the stuff in the trash cans was literally like, like it was, food for them. Yeah. Well, it was like the lids for like the food that we had bought for them. You know how like you get a deli tray and it's like covered in the plastic lid and stuff. And that's, that's all that was in the garbage. So it's not like it was like a day's worth of garbage in there. It was literally just the stuff that we had bought, you know, wow. and just like the wrapping and things like that for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, was going to say, you were probably, you were probably stoked at the time, right? That like I was, fuel came in because you're, you're a 90s fan. Yeah, yeah. I was a huge fan. I, when um Sunburn came out, um I saw them like shortly after that came out, got to like do a little meet and greet with them and stuff too. They were totally fine in that, in that, you know, event. But yeah, I, this was like two or three years later, or maybe even longer. I think Shimmer probably came out in like 96. Um, but yeah, they were, they were awful. <laughs> that might be like one of the worst, like don't meet, don't meet your, uh, your heroes type situations there. Yeah. That name kind of reminds me of like a heavy metal, like singer's name, Red Scallions. Red Scallions you know? Yeah. It reminds you like a poison or like Motley Crue or something. Yeah. He, he was born in the wrong decade, man. He should have been in an eighties hairband. <laughs> so, yeah. That would have worked in like an eighties hairband, but you oh, know. totally. Yeah. But so, Okay, yeah, there was one band that I got into from the 90s that wasn't huge, but was pretty big. I got into them more recently. It was like Soul Coffee. And, oh, you know, dude. Soul Coffee and- I saw them live. That was the basiest show I've ever been to in my life. Like in a good way or a bad way? Like my heart was vibrating. There was so much bass. They were really <laughs> good live, but they played they played this Snowcore tour, which included, it had Black Eyed Peas. DJ Spooky, which was an amazing, he was, the dude was so good. He was like a DJ and he also played upright bass too, like along to his tracks, super dope. Um, and then the headliner was Everclear and like Soul Coughing went on third and uh, man, so much bass, but like, I loved, I loved them before them. That song Circles was really good. It like, it was like a small hit, but it never really like blew up. But yeah, there was like a, there was like a whole, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good. The 90s is a pretty good scene overall, I would say. Like, <coughs> well, like Nirvana, <coughs> I mean, I probably wouldn't say like they're my favorite band, but like I would say they're definitely one of the best bands of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you got STP, Stone Temple oh, Pilots, you know, that was Smashing my, Pumpkins. That was my favorite. Stone Temple Pilots, I've worshipped Scott Weiland for a long time. <laughs> were they your favorite? They were. I actually, when I was a kid, when I first heard the song Plush from Core. I literally had a cassette tape that had just plush that I recorded over and over again on both sides. And I would just listen to that song like over and over and over again. So yeah, yeah I absolutely love those guys. That's like um, purple core and uh, tiny music songs from the Vatican gift shop. Those three albums I can listen to at any time all the way through. And ugh. there are one band that I feel like is a little bit overrated i could totally see why people like them and one of my good friends it's like his favorite band yeah but i remember the first time me and like two friends in junior high we were i remember where we were at we were at like it's like ralph's or grocery store near one of their houses and they had those like remember those like cd machines that you could like buy the cds and like a oh yeah like a vending machine That's and i think awesome. one of my friends bought it and yeah. like you know like back then like when you'd get like a cd or whatever you'd be like oh man this is like 
this is like a big deal, you know? Like, yeah. I remember there was like a CD listening store, or a, yeah, that's what they called it, right? CD listening stores, where we'd go and like you can like listen to the album like before you bought it. Yeah. And that was like the first time I saw like the corn CD. I remember like the, <laughs> the one where like the girls on like the swing set or whatever. Oh, yeah. And, was that? Um, was like, <laughs> that's the one that had Blind on it. That was like the first album they came out with. God, what was the name of that album? <laughs> That was a good one, though. It was a good one. I remember that because it was like, wasn't it like bookstores that had those listening stations? You'd go up and like scan the scan the barcode and you could listen to the album there. They had those. but There was the CD listening store that was like that was all it was. And it was all like dark inside. And I remember they had like posters. I like still remember to this day they had those like. It was, yeah, it was like a dark, I remember there was like smoke in there. People would be like, I, like whatever, like the incense. Yeah. And they had those like posters. And I remember the first, like one of the first times I probably saw like, maybe the, one of the first times I saw like a naked girl. It was like Madonna, like, but her like boobs were like yeah. out. Like, do you remember that poster? She's like on her knees. I think I do. Yeah. And I think I remember like that topless. one. Yep. <laughs> so it was like one of those kind of like grungy type places that you go to. <laughs> But yeah, what do you what do you think of like corn and like Limp Biscuit those types? Are you into them? I was, yeah, I was definitely into corn. Um, yeah. I got into Limp Biscuit a little bit. I really loved the the very first album uh, from Limp Biscuit. Corn, like the first three albums were amazing, and then I I think after um, like their fourth album was Issues. I think that one came out in like ninety nine or two thousand. I think that's kind of when I started getting into pop punk a lot more and moved away from like that. Uh, yeah. like new metal sound or whatever, whatever it was kind of called back then. But yeah, I, I love them. I was definitely into that. I had the Genko jeans and everything, man. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I don't really know too much about that, but like I heard a, a podcast I listened to were like referencing those as if like, did they make some sort of like comeback at some point or no? Were they just I, referencing them from the, like the nineties? They probably were. I don't know that they've made a comeback. It wouldn't surprise me at this point though. Yeah. <laughs> To see someone wearing them again, but I don't recommend it. Because in like the fashion industry, I feel like shit will come back and I won't even know about it. Like that one like skate brand, um, you, uh, I'm forgetting the name of it, but it's like, it's like one of those things where it's like, I almost kind of get the vibe that like people wear it like ironically or something. Like yeah. it's one of those like old school skate brands, you know, and it almost like comes back like, but like in an ironic way. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying a, to think of what like I'm, a lot of them. Yeah. And I thought that those jeans might have come back. But yeah, what are some of the other ones? What about like, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Um, so 90s. Um, you said Mar fastball. Fastball. Uh, Marcy Playground. Marcy Playground. Um, I loved uh, Space Hog. Was great. They had like that one hit, but I dug a lot of their stuff. Counting Crows. I actually saw Counting Crows live last year. Oh, was still, that? Still good, man. Still good. Oh, yeah. It's it's honestly like it's impressive that that those guys still sound as good and they actually they put out some new music last year too uh, they did like a um like a five song EP that was actually pretty good yeah um I've always I've always loved Counting Crows though they're like they're up there for me as like one of my absolute favorites but yeah there was a band that like kind that you might know you probably know of them that I grew up near and my band played with them something you remember something corporate. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone says I look like the lead singer. Andrew What's McMahon. funny is that 
what's funny is I like literally was just going to say that you look like somebody, but it's somebody else. But now that you say that you do look like him and I'm like, yeah. I literally, I've met him multiple times. Like yeah. my, I remember, um, so yeah, it was something corporate, then it was Jack's mannequin. And then it was now he's just by himself. And Rick. Uh, yeah. In the wilderness. Yep. Yeah. And we played a couple of shows with them, but one of them. So I was in this band and we weren't very good, but like the guitarist slash like kind of leader of my band who had booked the shows, he was like constantly booking and constantly doing like the business stuff. And he booked a show in LA. And I think that the place where we played at, it was like a small bar, but I think AFI had like shot like a music video there. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, it was for like, it was like Days of the Phoenix or whatever, one of those. Oh, and too. yeah, and it was a small bar, but like we played there and he somehow got like something corporate who I want to, I think, he, I don't think he got him to open. This was before they were big too. Like, like when yeah. you played with Fall Out Boy or Brando. Yeah, yeah. They, I think they wanted to open because I think they just wanted to get out of there. Yeah. And so, and then we had some guy coming to watch us from like a record label, but it ended up just being like a disaster. Like they played, they fucking got out of there. And then we played and it was just horrible. Like I remember like my string broke and like oh the guy who saw us was just like, you guys fucking suck, you know? And like, <laughs> and like meanwhile, like something corporate is like, you know, getting huge and we're just like fucking, you know, yeah, we couldn't I mean, get it together. It's, it's so a hard, crazy. it's a hard business, man, isn't it? It's it a, is. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of why I, I stepped away from it because it just it gets frustrating after a while. Like I've been I've been close a couple of times to actually getting like a, a label deal, and it just um I remember the we almost got signed to Lava Records, which was um I believe Yellow Card was on Lava like back in the day when they got their first major deal. I've heard um, of it. Yeah, it was like a it was a subsidiary of Capital Records, I believe. And we had some guys like come out and see us. Um, we played like this big venue up in Pittsburgh and they, uh, they talked to us afterwards. They like dug our sound, blah, blah, blah. They're like, you know, we just, we need you to send us some like additional like demos and stuff. Uh, like send some new songs. Cause they, we had like at that point, I think only had like three songs released out on MySpace or whatever. At that point they were starting to pick up a little bit of momentum. And it was, uh, it was around that time, like the pop punk boom was like really going like, that's when green day had already hit and blink One Eighty Two had hit. So everyone's looking around to find like the next blink One Eighty Two type band. Um, and that's, that's kind of like how fallout boy got big around then too. Cause uh, all those major labels were just grabbing as many of those pop punk bands as they could. So we, um, went back and started working on stuff, but unfortunately I was in a band with two stoners that and one of them was like at college the other one just was super lazy and they basically just didn't do anything like we were supposed to get together to record and they never wanted to and it ended up just like going bye-byes like we ended up breaking up because there was a whole lot of like internal struggle with half the band like wanting to work hard and kind of make that happen and then the other half just wanting to get fucked up all the time and just party so so were you yeah. guys like a four piece? Uh, we were a five piece actually. So we had like a lead singer, two guitar, bass, and drums. And uh, so like the bass and drummer, uh, and the drummer was the guy that was recording all of our stuff too. He actually went on to do some pretty cool shit. Like he he worked with um, a few like bigger pop punk bands and like recorded and like produced their albums and stuff. But um, yeah, at that time he was just, I guess he was in a bad place and we were all like in our early twenties and crazy. So yeah, 
it was kind of a disappointing time, but it is what it is. You know, there's not much you can do. It was a, it was a cool experience at the time though. It was really cool. Yeah. I know what you mean, man. Um, yeah. Now, now that you mentioned you look like Andrew McMahon, I can't get it out of my, I can't get it out of my <laughs> mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've met him a couple of times too. He's a super nice dude. I, um, first time I met him was at a warp tour um, way back in the day. Uh, it was like right after, I think leaving through the window came out or something, but I've met him. And then um, I think three, two or three years ago, his um the guy that tours with him is his like piano player which is weird because andrew mcmahon plays piano uh but the guy's name is zach clark who is he's amazing artist himself like he's a solo artist he was doing a tour with a band called augustana i was and, gonna uh, bring them up like totally random dudes, man. totally uh, random there i was just gonna be like oh yeah augustana love like, those dudes it's mainly one album though am i right or am i wrong like, well so they they put out three three albums that were amazing uh that had like the full band and then the fourth album they put out was just the lead singer because like the rest of the band bounced um and it you can tell it like it has it's still the songwriting is still good but it it kind of doesn't have that like real feel to it. Like it feels like the drums are really like overproduced and almost fake. And, but their, their first album that had Boston on it was, it's the one that everybody knows. Um, that was I the loved, one. Yeah. Yeah. I loved honestly their, their second album. Um, their second and third album are my two favorites of all of them. Uh, can't love, can't hurt. And I think their third album was just self-titled and it's, they're both unbelievably good. I think they were from this area. Oh, really? Um, I want to say I could be wrong, but you would probably know more than me. Do you know if they're from like the LA, the, the Southern I'm California not, area? I'm not positive. Yeah. To look and see. But I remember I, I brought them. I was talking about music. This was like way back. I was talking about music with someone, and I, I remember him saying that he like knew them or something. That's like how I listened to them. Yeah. But yeah, there was a couple of bands that I was. So like kind of I had a similar situation to you where I was in a band that guy I was telling you about was like, he's actually in like a metal band now. He's like, you know, in his forties, but still like plugging away in this metal band and they're doing okay, I guess. I mean, they're, it's not a living, but you know, they're, they're still playing. And he yeah. was like hardcore when it came to like, just, just absolutely OCD, like regimented, like got everything together would literally book tours like i don't know if you know about like the christian scene at all but there was like um i do do you know what i'm talking about so we if you know of like really small so we were technically kind of like a christian band because we went to a christian school and our parents and stuff were like you guys should be christian so we were playing churches and stuff like that but we went on a tour i don't know if you know but have you heard of craig's brother by any chance i have actually i we went on tour. actually have a friend that toured with them oh my god that's yeah. crazy i haven't heard that band name in so long yeah so we toured with them which yeah i think there's still i think i looked them up recently i think they might still like the lead singer guy might still be going really it was them and a band called veronica and then the other one was it was off the record i don't know if you heard of off the record they were kind of like it's kind of like fast like kind of like strung out punk yeah and then another smaller band that you wouldn't have heard of and it was fun and fun as hell, but then they actually kicked me out because I, I think I mentioned at the beginning, they went like metal, they went like metal hardcore yeah. and I didn't want to. And so they were, they got rid of me 
And then I went to another band that was really good and probably like you're saying, like more talented, but they just couldn't get their shit together. And I was like, dude, yeah. you guys like, let's just fucking get our shit together. Like this is, it's like now or never type thing, you know? And they yep. couldn't. And so that didn't work out. But then there was a couple of bands that I was friends with. And one of them, you could literally check them out. I'll tell you about them if you check them out. They're called like Vauxhall Broadcast. And they were getting like pretty buzzy, like in LA. They, they even got their song on like a Walking Dead uh, episode. Oh, wow. And they just like randomly broke up. And I was like, dude, what the fuck happened? You you guys kind of made it. And I I don't know. It just wasn't working out, you know? And so, you know, it kind of just makes you think like what we were talking about before, how a lot of these bands just can't get it together. It's yep. it's a hard industry to, to make a career out of. It you is. Know? There's, there's so many factors and there are so many outside factors and inside factors to deal with. Like if you're in a band, you're basically in a relationship with four other dudes or three other dudes or whatever. I feel like three pieces have it easy because it's only like two other guys you have to deal with and be in a relationship with. But yeah, and it's it's so difficult because unless you get kind of everybody on the same page, it's inevitably going to get to a point where someone has one idea and someone has another one. And it's just it goes in opposite directions or someone just gets burnt out on it and doesn't want to do it anymore. And like there are so many bands that, you know, even like Blink-182, like their original drummer, they, you know, booted and got somebody else. So it's just, it's, it's a hard industry in that, in that aspect. And then once you do get to a point where you can get signed, like the business side of it's just absolutely ridiculous. Like trying to deal with, you know, labels and money involved and contracts. And it just gets, that's a whole other layer of nonsense. So. I just almost brought up Kanye West, what he was saying. And I was like, that's not a good idea. Even if, even if I'm joking, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um... Wait, hold on. Uh, I just looked up Craig's brother. Yeah. And why, why does Ryan Key's name come up? Was he in that band? I, Ryan Key from Yellow Card? From Yellow Card? Oh. The lead singer I don't... of Yellow Card? I don't think so. You think it's just the same name or maybe he produced it? Yeah, he was in that band. He was a past member. No. Way. Yeah, dude. Because <laughs> I was looking um, up I to remember... see if they were still playing and like Ryan Key's name came up. I was like, what the hell? Are you sure it's the same guy? Same guy. I literally it's on Wikipedia too, and it links right to his page, William Ryan Key. Yep. Damn, oh that's crazy. I'll have to tell him ask my friend about that. But yeah, what about Yellow Card? Do you think Yellow Card still? Uh... They, um, I don't know. They, they don't. I don't think they play anymore. Like they stopped. They do like they're one of those bands that does like the one-off type shows now. Like there's a lot of them that do like, oh, there's a big festival. We'll just play that. Like the When We Are Young festival type thing. They'll they'll do things like that. Same with um. There's like quite a few other bands that do that now. Um, I don't, do you remember Hot Rod Circuit? Yeah. Oh man, I love those guys. But they they do the same thing. Um I always I liked Yellow Card. First couple of albums were good. But. Yeah, we're kind of like saying stuff about them, but it's like like these bands who aren't, you know, doing well anymore, but it's like they probably actually are a lot of them probably are like making yeah. like money off playing a couple of shows a year. Yeah, dude, that's right? all you need to do. Like you <laughs> what that's one thing. Like once you're in and you get fairly well known like that. You can live off of playing a couple of shows a year and, you know, they they have that music that's evergreen at that point. People constantly still listen to it. 
you know, because it's, you know, a part of their teenage or childhood or whatever that, you know, it'll forever get plays. That's same with like, um, I was a huge newfound glory kid. Like that was my favorite band, like pop punk band. Yeah. And, uh, I remember I saw them with a blink. I saw them multiple times. I think. Yeah. Same. I've seen them so many times. I actually, um, I got to go backstage with them, um, in Cleveland. I think it was, they were, um, they were playing with God, teen idols, uh, anti-flag newfound glory. And I think there was one other, I can't remember who else was on that, but yeah, they were super cool dudes. All those guys. We, um, so we knew anti-flag pretty well because they actually, they went to high school with like one of my friends. So we used to get like backstage passes anytime they were on tours and stuff. Um, so that was, I mean, that was fun. It's a cool little adventure with, with those guys. They were like the pop or the punkiest of punk. So. <laughs> yeah. I remember I, I saw, I don't remember what show it was, but I saw them. I don't know if you've heard of the glass house by any chance or like chain reaction. They're like kind of big venues oh, yeah. in this area. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I saw yeah. anti-flag at glass house and I saw, um, yeah, another show that like, I didn't know of the band at the time, but later they got huge. I'm pretty sure it was, I want to say it was newfound glory. I want to say it was like newfound glory, like maybe less than Jake and like Midtown. Do you remember Midtown? Do you oh, remember I how good Midtown? Do you remember how good Midtown's first record was? Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, and the second um, one was good too. Oh, the second one was good, but I I remember thinking at the time I was like, man, this band is going to be like the next Blink. Like they're so yeah. fucking their album's so good. They're so fucking good live. That Gabe yeah. supported guy. Yep. And then the second album came out and it just didn't do as good as expected. I didn't even, I liked it, yep. but it just wasn't as good as the first. Nope. And that was it. And then I was going to ask you about them earlier. I'm pretty sure the Gabe guy ended up going into that like Cobra Starship band, right? Yep. Which did well. Yeah. They had like one or two hits uh, and then they broke up and now Midtown's back together again. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't, I, I don't even know that. It's crazy. Yeah. They, they've been doing shows. I think they hopped on. Oh, what tour were they on? Hold on. I'm I'm looking. It was one of the big tours that everyone was like, no, they were on the some of the My Chemical Romance shows. They opened up. Oh, were they? Yep. What are your thoughts on like the new My, My Chemical Romance? I do like I'm I, I want to get off this topic, but it's so hard for me. And so I feel like all I'm doing <laughs> is like name dropping bands. But what do you feel like the new uh the new My Chemical? and stuff are, are you into the new tour and everything they're doing now or what? The, the tour is cool like i i would definitely if they came here i would see them the closest they came was raleigh which was like two and a half hours away i don't love them that much to go see them in raleigh um i i didn't love the new song like it yeah. didn't blow me away i honestly like everything after like welcome to the black parade i didn't really like that they put out so I don't know. I'll be interested. I'll I'll definitely give the newest one like a, a good listen once like the full album comes out. But my yeah. uh, I always love Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge and their very first album was like, I don't know. It, it holds a special place in my heart The I brought you my bullets. You brought me your love just because like it was I saw them on that tour like for the first time. And I'll never forget like um, he had a, a shirt on that as he sweat it 
it was a white shirt and as he sweat it turned red so it looked like he was like more and more covered in blood like throughout the show <laughs> until like the end of the show like the whole shirt that was like a white button down shirt was all red um that's like gerard had that shirt on i'll never forget that it was crazy but it was yeah, really i saw i saw one picture where he was in like a like a um like a cheerleader outfit or something and yeah i guess he like changes outfits a lot yeah he does show or something i don't know if you did you see a picture of them at the when we were young festival I think I did see a little clip on YouTube or something. They came out in like the three cheers for sweet revenge, like gear, like that, that whole like set of like the all black. And uh, they had like wigs on that had like, that was like their hair from back then. But then they had like old man makeup on. Yeah. So they look like old as hell, but we're wearing like the stuff from like back in the early two thousands. It was pretty funny. Yeah. what do you think about that? That, that, um, festival i know the first day got canceled which was pretty brutal right yeah it's like if you were trying to go the first day and then couldn't but oh the second God. day happened like there's a lot of people that had tickets for just one day too like for just that saturday so well, was, i mean you, it's only it. it's really only one day right it's it not was like, a two-day festival well no i know it was two days but each day i think was the same mm. lineup so yeah, it would be kind of right. weird to go to go if you like literally did have tickets for both days it would be like that's you literally true. would just see the same show but i'm yeah, sure people true. probably still did have both yeah but what about those those shows and then also i don't know if you heard of, like the just like heaven type shows with like have you heard of those shows just like heaven no it was I in Lo- those ones it was in long beach i went to the first one it was with um like mgmt played like it was more like kind of late aughts to earth. i don't even know how to like term that but like you know, like late aughts to like, you know, the yeah. aughts and the whatever this last decade was. <laughs> like um MGMT, um like Grizzly Bear, uh, I'm trying to think of who oh, else, like Beach cool. House. Yeah, so yeah. it was like more of those type of like indie, more like the indie bands kind of. Yeah. And then yeah, um, so what do you think about these? Or I guess is what 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 do you think about these new shows coming up? And then also what shows have you been to recently? Um, so I mean that, those are pretty dope. I wish I could have gone to the When We Were Young Festival. Yeah. I, I kind of hope they do one on the East Coast so I have like a chance to go to it. I um I don't know. I think it's just like a cool overall concept. Like the fact that they were able to get something like that together blows my mind. Uh, just like all those bands in one place and be able to kind of coordinate all that too so that all of them were able to fit. I think they had like three stages going. I saw a, um, there's a couple of cool like vlogs on YouTube. I watched one of them where they kind of showed like how they made everything work. And they actually had one stage that was connected to another stage and it rotated. So like they could easily do switch over because like the other band was already set up and ready to go. They could just turn the stage around and now the next band can start. So yeah. it was really well done, I think. Um, I feel like I've been like that where it's just like a constant, like yeah, constant like revolving stage yeah, or it's, whatever. It's genius if you can do it. Not a lot of venues can do that now. Like it kind of has to almost be like a mobile venue because a lot of these like bigger amphitheaters and stuff don't have the ability to. Like I remember going to Warp Tour and stuff where they literally had like, you know, what three, two or three stages like right next to each other almost, and it would go from one band to the next band to the next band. Yeah. Um, so i mean it's cool that they have like that that type of thing um as far as shows i've gone to lately god what have i gone to lately I'm trying to think oh i saw uh churches i don't know if you've heard churches yeah um i think that's the most recent one i've been to 
how is that? I couldn't really get like too into their new album. I know it got like good reviews, right? Oh, I loved it. I, I think that maybe I didn't give it enough chance. Yeah, right? l- listen to it a few times. I think it's it's really well done. I feel like it has a lot more depth than the one that came out before, Love is Dead. Um, it, it gives them like a good mix of like their earlier stuff and then like the pot, the Love is Dead, which is like their more poppy album that had like more like quote unquote like hits on it. Like they have a cut, they had a couple big songs that, um, they had on on Love is Dead that like they played one of them on like the Ellen show and stuff. So, and I just, I just realized this, but I guess it's like three girls and one guy, right? Which is kind of like an interesting, no, it's one girl and three guys. <laughs> is it? Yeah, yeah. So, because um, I swear that I, I didn't, that's what I thought it might be. But then I looked yeah. it up and like, I swear I saw three girls with one guy on stage or something. No, no, it's, it's her, it's her and three guys. So, and typically the only ones that are actually in the band is, so there's the lead singer and then there's two guys that are the keyboard players. And then they just bring a touring drummer with them uh, whenever they play live. But. All right. You know what? I'm thinking of a different band. Um yeah, obviously you're right. Um, what band am I thinking of? That's going to bother me. But um, there's another band that just recently came out with a new record, and I want to say it's three girls and one guy. Yeah. Can you think of who I'm thinking of? Is the lead singer female? So or? Bad. I'm pretty sure, yeah. That's going to bother me. But I don't know if it's still in my – yeah, I don't know if it's still in my – but anyways, I, yeah, I'm thinking of a different band, so I haven't even checked out the churches. Yeah, I'll check. Their but, newest album is real good. They have Robert yeah. Smith on one track. Um, that's pretty excellent too. Yeah, but I think that's the last show I've been to. Um, before that was probably Tame Impala, I think, which was I'm not a huge Tame Impala fan, but my girlfriend is. Um, yeah. But it was it was a super fun show. Like just the visuals alone were pretty amazing. Yeah, tame. I want to say tame, but I'm like, dude, I I can't say that. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. tame. Like I, I I'm not a big enough fan. Not on the first name basis. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that what people refer to them as? I I feel like it. It is maybe not. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, but yeah, I don't know. The problem that I have with them is the same problem that I have with a lot of these bands. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like too mellow for me. Like it's just yeah. it doesn't have enough energy. And it, that's where I was with it too. Like it yeah. was a pretty chill show. Like the visuals kept me interested the whole time. Yeah. It's kind of like, a, I don't know if you've ever seen Weezer live, but if Weezer didn't have yeah. the visuals, they'd be super boring. Cause yeah, they don't really I, move around a whole lot. Weezer is so fucking boring. Like, like honestly, like I just can't, I can't get behind. The one thing that like bothers me is I can't get behind these bands who have just, keep getting like worse and worse even though they have had a couple like hits or whatever recently that are okay these bands that just keep getting worse and worse that keep managing to be fucking like uber like huge and like rich it's just it's like why the fuck are people going to these shows they suck but yeah i saw weezer uh i've seen them multiple times but i saw them at warp tour and um speaking of warp tour i think didn't they cancel warp tour because i heard that like some some shady shit was going on, right? Like the, the bands were hooking up with younger girls and stuff, I think. Probably. I Who knows? I know they canceled Warp Tour. I remember that being canceled and me being really sad. But at the same time, I wasn't too sad because it was like mostly metal bands at that point anyways. It like completely yeah. got away from like what it used to be. Yeah. It had turned into like a, 
I'm trying to think of like a metal band that would play that, like a like uh, August Burns, August Burns like Red, August Burns Red, a Treyu, like. <laughs> um, oh God, what was that other band that got big for? I can't even remember. Like the Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, dude, it was all like that stuff, and I just they'd have like one or two actual like punk bands on it, and that was it. So yeah. it just. I don't know. I hadn't been to it in a long time. So I, it didn't make me too sad that they canceled it because it just wasn't what it was like back in the nineties and early two thousands. It just lost. It's like, it lost its luster at that point, but yeah. Yeah. And one band that I was going to bring up too, I keep, I keep wanting to change subjects, but I can't. One band I was going to bring up was um, Finch was one of those bands that like came out you know finch obviously oh yeah they came out with like their first album it just was like absolutely insane i saw oh, them like great. six times like within yep. a period of like a year oh yeah and they came out with that second one which was metal or whatever and to be honest with you like i didn't hate the album but everybody didn't like it because they were like why don't you keep doing the same thing that you did yep right yeah they just completely moved away from like the sound that made them popular yeah and it's like and uh, then it just I, broke up yep pretty much that was it after that yeah i um yeah i just i don't understand why they did that because i mean that that first album was amazing that's what it is to burn yeah the only thing i I don't know the only thing i can think of is i think the singer was like more into like metal type like deaf tones but it was could be it went even kind of remember glass jaw oh yeah i love oh yeah i saw them live once i saw them with uh grade i love grade too grade was one of my absolute like favorite as far as it went, like they were kind of more of a, um, I don't even know how you classify them. Like they had like pop punk, but also hardcore vibes at the same time. Cause the singer kind of like had kind of a scream almost the entire time. I don't know. They were hard to classify, but they were real good. I remember me and my, me and my girlfriend, this now was honestly probably five years ago, but we went to this one of those it was kind of like a throwback emo screamo show it was taking back sunday who just killed it yeah i mean they almost killed it like every time i've seen them live but it was them um like get up kids like dashboard oh. i was there like oh, all gosh. those yeah. you know what i mean all those like fucking great bands from the early 2000s and there was this one when you mentioned great there was this one band that had a similar name that was like I think they were they were like kind of like older in like the emo scene. So like I didn't really know who they were and most people didn't, but they came on like right before I think it was Taking Back Sunday. So me and my girlfriend got up real close to because we wanted to be close to Taking Back Sunday. And I remember like yeah. like the singer of Dashboard was on the side, like watching this guy. And everybody was like, Oh man, this band's so good, but like nobody the crowd wasn't into him because yeah. nobody really knew who they were. It was like one of those like more old school emo bands, you know, like yeah. from like the late nineties, maybe. Do you remember what? their name? What was it? Wasn't it Reggie something? Well, Re- Reggie, well, Reggie in the full effect. Well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Reggie in full effect. Reggie in the oh. full effect played. Oh, okay. Alongside Gibb Kids, but you know, you remember who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I can't remember the name, but it had a similar ring to like grade, kind of. It was like a one word type yeah. thing. I'd have to look it up, but anyways, um, yeah, so. I think we, oh yeah, one last question I wanted to ask you about, about music was we kind of been talking about emo, pop punk in the 90s. What about like the more indie bands? Like I mentioned Vampire Weekend, like Animal Collective, The XX. Um, because I remember like right around, I think it was 2009 or 2011, like Pitchfork 
you know, Pitchfork, obviously, right? Like the website, they came out with like a top 100 list. And it, like, I just remember that year was so great. It was like the XX, Animal Collective, and Dirty Projectors. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Dirty Projectors? I have, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what about those types of bands, like um, indie bands from the last, I guess, decade or more? Are you into I, those types? I never really got into those hardly at all. Like, like the occasional song here and there, but they never really hit for me for some reason. Um, even like Vampire Weekend, I wasn't a huge fan. I think the closest I got was maybe like Phoenix. Um, I kind of dug like their first couple of albums. Uh, I'm trying to think even before. Who else was even around that time? Block Party was pretty sweet. I like that, like their first album a lot. Yeah, I guess I, there weren't too many like in that type of genre that really like blew me away that I would listen to a lot of. So during that period, which would pretty much be like the last 15 years or so, have yeah. you kind of just been sticking to the to the old school ones or what have you been listening oh, to? See, the last 15 years. Oh, my gosh. It a or lot t- of stuff. Yeah, a, a lot of stuff, honestly. Like I, I don't stick to like one like genre, like I'll go through like a two week stint where I'll listen to like all kinds of old shit, but then I'll basically just like seek out new stuff. I actually, it's really funny last week, I, Spotify like sent me like some kind of just notification saying, you know, this year you've listened to 1,876 different artists. I was like, oh my God. Like, I just, I love, I love finding new artists. I love listening to like my discover weekly every week on Spotify is like a can't miss playlist for me. So like I turn that on and just find new artists on there all the time that I, I dig. So it's weird. Like I don't, I don't have like one or two specific things that I listen to all the time. It's just, it's a mix, like whatever I'm in the mood for. I was into alt country for a little while, really into like Jason Isbell and, and stuff like that. I was into that for like a year or so. And it's just, I don't know. It depends on what I'm in the mood for. Yeah. What about like Father John Misty? I know he like mentions Jason Isbell in one of his songs. I can't stand that dude. <laughs> can't stand him. He's such a douche, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I I never got into him, but I, I liked um like Jason Isbell. I liked uh like I said, Ryan Adams. Like I was into that like genre music pretty hard for like a year or so. Yeah, there um, was one band it's from this i don't think they're from north carolina i think they're from alabama or something called shovels and rope did you ever get into them oh yeah or have you ever heard of them yeah yeah they're really good really good like folk rock genre yeah yeah but overall i'm not really into the indie stuff okay so we only have about well how we have hour long you want for the most part but let's try and end it around eight here so let's after all this time let's pivot to your other stuff which is just <laughs> i'll let you plug away here at the end you're 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 also a streamer and a podcast host mainly right yep. so musician streamer podcast host, and you also i think mentioned movies when we were talking right yeah i mean I, I i'm a big like 90s 80s 90s movie buff too like those are like my favorites but yeah i like podcasting like like i said talking without thinking um you can find us on YouTube, uh, talking about thinking podcast on all the socials at TWTP cast. Um, yeah, I'm actually, I kind of working on a new podcast too. That's going to be more like music oriented. I just, I don't know. I want to find, I want to find like artists from back then that we used to listen to 
and kind of bring them on and like talk to them about like their experience from back then. I think it'd be cool to like find some of those like old pop punk bands that aren't around anymore and like find even like guitar players, singers, whatever, whoever might be interested in like a quick interview. Like, I don't know. I always thought that'd be kind of cool to do. I don't think anyone's done that yet. I so. know what you mean. And I've, I've thought about that too, because I'm like, I, I wonder if I can get, you know, like the guy, you know, the guitarist from brand new or like, you know, yeah. or like just anybody in the band to come on. And I don't know. I mean, it's definitely a good idea. The only one that I can think of where I listened to, like I said, for one, I had a hard time getting musicians on, but yeah. I listened to one from the singer of thrice as a podcast. And he, oh, yeah. he got like, he had like Gerard way from my chemical romance on, and he's had some other people that you would probably be interested in. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's a good idea. And I also have, a, when I was like referencing bands I knew from that period, I have, I knew a guy who now has a podcast, but he, he knows like bands like, um, you know, like Young the Giant. Oh, and yeah. And like bands like that. So he's gotten, I think he got the guy from Atreyu on. Like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So the podcast thing, are you looking to, you know, make money off it? Or are you just doing it for fun? Um, I mean, doing it, doing it for fun right now and just kind of seeing where it goes. Like we've talking without thinking has been around for like three years. We took, or I'm sorry, probably longer than that. I think since about 2016, 17, maybe is when we started, we took a couple of year hiatus, like over the pandemic and stuff. Um, I, uh, I do it with, I used to do it with two other guys. Now we added like a, a third. So there's like four of us. And we've just, we just enjoy doing it. Like we've, we're up over like 10,000 downloads on it already, which was pretty cool, but it's just been, I don't know. It's, it's a cool way for like me and three of my friends to get together every week and just talk about like stupid, funny shit. We do like top five lists. Like, um, we did uh, for around Halloween, we did the, the bottom five worst candy bars. Um, we just do like weird stuff like that talk about you know different experiences we have talk about like new fashion things that are in or out and i don't know every, every week's a little bit different we usually do like four or five segments we've been going through the reddit um am i the asshole and we'll like pick one of those every couple of weeks and decide if they're actually the asshole on it so we just i don't know we have fun with it so it's it's just been enjoyable to do and if you know it gets further than that that's cool if not you know we just like it together and um ripping on things so <laughs> Yeah. Do you ever have guests on or anything or we do? Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we have guests on occasionally. We've had uh, a couple of like smaller actors on, um, we've had, uh, one of our good friends is a, a wrestler and has also been on, um, a couple of like TV shows. He's on that TV show heels. That's on showtime. Um, so like we had him on in the past that that was one of our most favorite episodes. Cause he's just, he has so many stories. It's crazy, but yeah i'm kind of I, I don't even really know how how hard it is i guess to make money at this but i've i noticed about probably about like six months to a year ago that some of the like smaller podcasts i listen to are like making like a ton of money off patreon oh really you know? just doing yeah. like the subscription thing yeah and it's like they all well like have you heard of like this it's kind of a weird name but have you heard of like come town by any chance it sounds familiar but i i yeah. don't there's one called Come Town. They changed their name recently, but one of the guys left. It's like now called the Adam Freeland Show. He's like a comedian. Mm -hmm. They're both comedians. And there's one that I listen to called Yeah, But Still. It's like my favorite. Have you heard of that one by any chance? 
I think I have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but still, yeah. yeah. That one is my favorite one. And then there's a bunch of other ones that like, you know, they're like kind of like they're kind of famous, but for the most part, regular guys. And then I mean the yeah, but still ones making eighteen thousand a month, and then oh come towns now like like no joke to like one hundred and fifty thousand a month. And then I don't know if you know who wow. Tim Tim Dillon is. He's been on like Joe Rogan and stuff. Yes, yeah, I do know yeah. Tim Dillon. Yep. So he's making like two hundred k a month, and obviously he's more famous. But yeah. So me and my friend, I, I I'm just doing it for fun, and I don't really care if it gets big or not. Obviously, if money came in, it'd be cool. But I'm kind of like more wondering, like, do you know like the metrics, like in terms, like you say you have like 10k downloads. How many downloads yeah. do you think you need so, to get to a point where you are actually getting at least just like sponsors or something, even if it's small, you know? So I've I've done a lot of reading, and I do kind of a I'm a researcher. I love looking stuff up. I love numbers. I love like metrics and stuff like that. So it seems like a lot of the podcasts that start to start to get around like 5,000 to 10,000 downloads per episode are the ones that are more easily able to get sponsorships. Um, there are some like smaller ones you can get uh, at, before you get to that level. Like we were um, in our last iteration, we we're calling like this new era, kind of like the reboot almost uh, because, you know, we've been away from it for a couple of years, but we were, we were able to get like, uh, be like an Amazon affiliate. So um, we did like the audible thing. So you get like a percentage of that. Um, and I mean, another thing you can do, like we would find like smaller companies in the area, like coffee companies and things like that and see if they'd be interested and uh, kind of show them what our, our, what our numbers are and, you know, go from there. But yeah, around to get some of like the, the sponsorships that pay pretty well are around like 10,000 downloads an episode, I think. Yeah, which I think crazy. it sounds like crazy good or crazy bad. Like I was going to say, it sounds like doable. Like it's yeah. obviously we're, we're not at that level at all, but it sounds like it's like at least doable. You know what I mean? Like for sure. Like with the band thing now, like there's no way that I can make it in music. There's no way that yeah. I can make it in. I mean, I guess I could make it like because I do video and, you know, like Instagram stuff and TikTok, yeah. YouTube. Like I'm starting to make a little money on that, but, um, so I guess I can do, there's that, but in terms of, I feel like podcast almost seems like it's the most attainable it for is. some reason. I could and be I, wrong, but I think it's great because it is kind of like, for one, it's, it's evergreen content that will like forever be out there. And as long as you're like not doing stuff that's specifically topical to like, Oh, news of this exact time, like, like the type of stuff you're doing, just like talking to people having conversations about like issues and things like that i mean that's stuff that people can find you know five ten years from now and and listen to you know and i think having it on youtube is huge too like i was actually reading last week 78 percent of people that listen to podcasts now listen to them on youtube which is I, absolutely I, nuts. I, I saw that i just randomly put in what do most people where do most people listen to podcasts and it said yeah. youtube yeah which is weird because you would think that they wouldn't because you have to have the paid subscription to be able to listen to right. it and turn it off. Yeah, right. Exactly. But I think there's so many people that work from home now and so many people that work like office jobs that they just put it on in the background while they're working. Like I can tell you, I do that. Yeah. Like I always have like a podcast or, you know, something on whenever I'm, I'm working during the day. And yeah. uh, it's usually pulled up on YouTube because it's like the easiest thing to pull up in a browser. Yeah. It's a, um, YouTube's a monster, dude. YouTube's it a is. fucking beast. And like, 
I I love it. You know what I mean? Like I love how yeah. it's like everything's on there, and it's like they're they're trying to be as like free with it as possible. Like it it doesn't really feel like it's like obviously it is it has been corporatized, but it's like it doesn't really feel like that. It just feels like mayhem when you're on there. You know what I mean? Which was like, does. Kind of like I mean, it's it's kind of cool in that way. I um <laughs> the only thing I wish I wish they'd get a little bit better with like the algorithm right now oh, i yeah, feel like for the, sure. the recommended stuff yeah it's just it's all over the place right now and i, I mean yeah. i i get it like people watch a lot of different weird stuff but you know if i watch like one video on like knitting or something i don't want to see <laughs> 10 more videos on knitting it's like i just wanted to check out this one thing yeah it's like you know i i think it needs to like differentiate like i've watched 10 of this type of video so obviously i want to see more of this I've watched yeah. one of this and now I'm getting like all my recommended is like this weird thing. So yeah, everyone, everyone always talks about how like the AI or Google's AI or whatever is so good. And it's like, dude, if it's so good, like they should know everything about me. Like, I mean, especially because like it's logging your search history and like yeah. everything it's nuts. Like, why isn't that all like together in one thing? I don't know. Yeah. Unless they just haven't figured out a way to do it yet or they're not able to, I don't know yeah it's like just take it's like take my shit take all of it and then give me what i want you know what you, I mean? you do any, like, you do anyway so you might as well give me something out of the deal yeah it's like obviously if you guys don't like you said every time i go on that fucking home screen it's like like i said it's mayhem and it's like in a way i like it because there's so like i love how like people are just like it's almost like it's i don't know i don't want to get political but it's almost like socialist in the sense where like people are just fucking uploading other people's shit all the time and i love that yeah. like, dude go if i if i ever got famous it's like go ahead and upload my shit like keep yeah the have out it. of this shit it's just it's honestly it's just more more clicks for me later on because yeah they, you know there's a, more of a way for them to find me i honestly like i wish i would have started on youtube 10 years ago because oh, yeah, there are guys that, on yeah. there that like some of the bigger youtube guys now i can only imagine how much they're making a day Oh my just God. off of like views on videos that have like hundreds of thousands, millions of views. Like I watch, a, I watch a lot of, not a lot. I watch a good bit of like gamers and things like that, that upload like gaming videos. I was really addicted to rocket league for a long time. Um, just like literally a game where you're a car and you just hit a ball around into a goal. But that's another story for another day but anyways i watch a lot of those <laughs> like gamers and they they upload like a video a day and they're yeah. getting like fifty thousand views a day just like a yeah. gameplay of like playing that game for like 20 minutes or like mr beast yeah that dude. dude's just like killing it oh my god i was having a conversation today about him um actually with the, the other guys on the podcast we have like a, a facebook chat that we're all in and um i was talking about how he basically ruined youtube like Mr. Beast has ruined YouTube because now <laughs> everyone is trying to make videos like him because it's like, oh, this dude is, he's killing it. You know, every single video he puts out has like yeah. tens, 20 millions of views. So we need to do our videos the same way he does his videos with the yeah. same like intensity and like quick cuts and like move from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. And it's literally like killing YouTube now because there's so many people that are doing the same exact thing that he is. It's just, yeah. oh, my, oh, man. And they're probably they're probably kids, right? I would imagine. I don't yeah. even know. I mean, it's oh, like, yeah. I haven't even watched. I can't even say much because I haven't watched too much of his stuff. But it's like, 
this has to be meant for kids, right? I mean, it's just like this isn't this isn't like really adult entertainment, you know. And it's like I, it's I have heard that that's where that's what who most of the people are watching all of this stuff is kids and TikTok too. It's oh, just for like. Sure. Yeah, it's it's the kid teenager. Like I have I have a 13 and a 14 year old. My my 14 year old boy loves Mr. Beast. Like he owns his merch. Like that's like his dude. Anytime a new video drops, he has to watch it, you know. So like I, that's literally like that's the demographic right there. And that demographic is really into like really fast cuts, like keep me entertained for this like 10 to 15 minutes. And you know it he knows how to do it right he's you know he knows his target demographic he puts videos together exactly the way they like them so yeah you know, power to him one thing i've noticed with i think this is with youtube mainly shorts right now is that um for a while i was trying to like put together like a really well not even really well done but like i i fly drones and stuff like that and do like yeah. some photography videography oh, that's awesome. so i'd go to like places and fly my drone and then like cut it together on iMovie like pretty simply mm -hmm. and then put it up there but I was only putting up like one a week or maybe one a month and I was but I was trying to make it like like I said really well done and then they came out with shorts so I've just started just like fucking putting as many shorts up there yeah. as possible and you never know what one's gonna like do well it's weird it's like I've had some of the most random ones get like a ton of views and some of the ones yeah. that I think are the best don't so I, right now I'm just loading uploading a ton of shit Dude, and that's the best thing to do especially like shorts are doing really like i was saying my 14 year old kid not a huge fan of tiktok loves youtube shorts though just swiping constantly like on the youtube shorts so they do well i mean yeah. people people love like those quick little snippets so i mean i feel like i would like to start doing that with our podcast too just doing short little 30 second like snippets and see how well it does it's just a matter of getting getting in there and I'm, I, I hate video editing more than anything, man. I hate it so much. Yeah. I always hire people to do it for me most of the time, just cause it's just, it's one thing I'm not good at anything with music mixing, anything music related. I got you no problem. But when it comes to video editing, I'm just, I don't know. I guess I never learned it. So. Yeah. I, like I said, I do like literally like most of my editing is like on my phone. Yeah. And so it's like, pretty easy like i haven't really i haven't gone up to the big leagues with like adobe premiere pro or um final yeah. cut or anything and I, I know it's a lot harder with that and then even with i i've wanted like just recently with the podcast i've wanted to start getting more into like actual audio editing and video editing yeah but it's just so much easier to just like do something from your phone than it is from your computer you know it is have you looked into uh riverside yet yeah yeah Hashtag i think not, you mentioned i think you mentioned it yeah, yeah 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 that's what we've been using and it's been really good um the audio quality is really good you can actually do up to like 4k video with it too and uh when you're done it literally like it'll give you like one video of the entire stream or like the entire like podcast whatever you're doing and then it'll separate it into audio files and video files so you can basically take what you want from it so if you want to do like a video you can literally just grab the video, download it right off of there, upload it to wherever, like if you use Anchor or whatever other podcast like distribution service that you use. And um, it'll just upload and you're good to go from there. It's really simple. Like you don't have to do a whole ton of editing with it, which is why I love it. Like it's great. But yeah, I mentioned to you, like I tried Zencaster before Zoom. Zoom seems to be the easiest and yeah, almost, I don't know. I almost, I don't know if I would say the best because I haven't tried the other ones, but just 
definitely the easiest. But we, I tried Zencaster a couple times, and one of the times, like the audio wasn't working. It was probably just my fault, but it was like the audio wasn't working. The last time they said as much audio as you want for free, yeah. but then like when we were done, it was like, oh, like you need more credits to like be able to edit this on here. Okay. So then I figured, because you know how it's like, like you just said, it's into like two formats. Yeah, I was able to pull those audio formats and put them into audacity and just basically like edit them out from there yeah, yeah. like I, I upped his volume a little bit and that was it but with the video it's like literally two separate videos i'm like how am i supposed to like put these i don't even know how I, i'm sure like you would know if you're a video editor but it's i don't know how to put these two videos together yeah. so it kind of like pissed me off so then i ended up using zoom but yeah so as far real quick as far as the, the gaming goes how has your or the streaming how has the streaming gone and then also, was, I don't know uh, if you're into like. I just recently saw like Destiny. Do you know who Destiny is from? Um, yeah, yeah. He was on like the Lex Friedman podcast. What, or yep. what about like Hassan Habib or not Hassan Habib? Oh, Hassan Piker. Yeah. Hassan Piker. Awesome yeah, yeah. I feel like there also is Hassan Habib in comedy or something. But well, no, actually, his uh, <laughs> his Twitter is Hassanabi, and his switch his switch name is Hassanabi too. Okay, is that what I'm thinking of? The then? Same oh. guy. Yep. So I think those guys are both kind of like gamers slash political commentators, yeah. right? Yeah. Do you do any like type of political commentating too, or just the I, gaming? I don't. Mostly gaming. Um, I I don't like getting into politics too much. It's kind of like it's out of my wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, but I I do I did a lot more of the gaming. I actually haven't streamed for a little bit. I thought about getting back into it. Um, now that I'm kind of moving away from the music thing and and putting that baby to bed so <laughs> but uh i had a lot of, i had a lot of fun streaming i would do a lot of a lot of different stuff um like i said i'd play rocket league a little bit but i'd also do you know just random there's a there's a game called GeoGuessr. uh i would do a little bit of that which is basically like google maps but you don't know where you are and you have to find out where you are it oh basically, wow it's an app that basically like it puts you in the world somewhere and you have to guess where you are and like the closer you guess, the more points you get for it. It's a super cool game. It's on a browser too, so you don't have to download anything. And and it's not like virtual reality thing, like kind of. It's just... like it's like Google Maps. So like it'll it'll like set you like in the middle of California somewhere, and you have to figure out where you are. Like, but I mean, do you have to have the Google the the Google the the goggles? Oh, the art? No, no. It's all okay. It's like a regular browser. Yeah. Does it look real, or does it like literally look just like Google Maps? It looks just like Google Maps. Oh, like, that's but you can but you can move around though, so it's it's like you get like the satellite view of everything. But you're actually in like you can like drive down the streets and stuff. I don't know if you know like Google drove around with those cars for a while and it like literally mapped out like the entire world. Yeah, um, except for like North Korea or whatever. So wherever they weren't allowed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So like, there's like a whole culture like around this GeoGuessr game now where. They have like tournaments oh, wow. and stuff like guys that are like real good at it. I'm not that good. I just have fun and make a fool out of myself trying to guess where I am. And I'm usually way off. So did you get a good amount of views when you were doing I, that? I was doing okay. Um, Twitch is really hard to break into. So I did it for about a year and a half, two years. And I was, I think at that point, averaging about 25 viewers, um, which like, it's some of the bigger guys have been doing it for like 10 years. Now, the ones that are up in like the thousands, was that so, live that you were getting 25 viewers or yeah, or it was live. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, it that... was live. Afterwards, it was a lot more, like a lot more people would come in and view. And then I, I started doing like the YouTube thing too, which was starting to do pretty well and pick up a little bit of steam. Um, I like hired a video editor that would just go in and kind of like edit parts of the stream down for me into like yeah. more like digestible, like 20 minute, 30 minute um, type segments. So yeah, um, my viewpoint on it is like, I don't know. I, I could be totally wrong here, but it's like, if you're like a good looking guy and like, you're a good talker, which I think you're both. <laughs> um, you. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> and like, you're doing whatever, like gaming or whatever. I think that if you're like, really, I mean, I could be wrong here, but it's like, I think that you could, if you're like consistent enough with it and you're doing it like a good amount of hours, I would imagine that. Like it, the, I mean, it's like, if you look at some of these other guys who are doing it, it's like, why not? Why not you? Yeah. You know, why not? You know what I mean? It's like, so I'm kind of in the same situation as you were like i'm doing the podcast i'm doing the videos i'm doing the all that and it's like one i like it so i enjoy it and it's like two if i make money off it's sweet but i either way it's yeah. kind of like a win-win you know that's the thing man like i'm just i'm having fun doing it at this point you know and if it gets to the point where i don't have fun doing it i don't want to do it anymore but that's the way i was with the music like i didn't i wasn't having fun doing it anymore it got to the point where it, it felt more like a chore like I had to like force myself to do it, especially when I was like working with artists and stuff. Like I had to force myself to sit down and like work on a song for somebody. And when it got to that point, I'm like, I knew I was just done. You know, I needed to do something else. And I enjoyed the podcasting when we did it. Um, and I just, I wanted to get back to doing that again. And I did, I enjoyed the streaming too. Um, so I, I honestly, I'm, I may get back to it in the next like couple of months or so when, you know, I can, the schedule allows and stuff, but when I do it, when I was doing, it, I was really consistent. Like the biggest thing I found is to like keep a consistent schedule so people know when to see you. Um, and I would stream for like three, four hours or so, um, like three nights a week, which I mean, it was pretty good to get started and having a full time job and stuff like that's. I felt like it was a good amount of time, and you know, it was pretty engaging. And that way, like, it didn't get stale too where it was like, I'm on, some of these guys are on for like eight, 10 hours and there's no way you're putting on an enjoyable and like interesting, you know, stream for 10 hours. It's just, yeah. you know, like Hassan Piker, like, I think he does yeah. eight hours a day, right? He does. He's nuts. And he's on like almost every single day, which I don't think is good for your mental health, but <laughs> I wouldn't imagine. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, I know you said you had two kids and a wife and a job and yeah. Um, but it sounds like the podcasting thing, you know, for both of us, it's like, keep doing it and see what happens. That's and it. then do you play any of the games like, um, like the more popular, like, um, I don't really know anything about this world, but, um, what am I thinking of? Like the two most popular games. That oh, like Fortnite about. and Call Fortnite, of Call of Duty. Are you yeah. into those? Um, I don't mind Fortnite. I have, I have fun playing it. Um, I have one of my friends will kind of hop on and play. We'll play like together. Uh, my kid likes playing it. That's actually how I got into it in the first place. Like he, he loved it for like two or three years and now he's getting too old for it. And it's the uncool thing now. Um, yeah. but I have a lot of cool memories, like playing that game, um, and streaming too. Like, especially when they do some of the events, like they do really cool, like Halloween event, Christmas event, things like that. So um, I would do those occasionally. Those games, it's really hard to get noticed playing those games because there's so many people playing them. Um, and you just kind of get buried like deep down in into Twitch. 
because there's a lot of like big streamers that play those games. So um, if you're looking to kind of get discovered on there, it's better to play games that are a little more niche that not a lot of people know of, but still have like a decent like fan base that people look for specifically. So, yeah. And the, the main thing that I know about gaming is recently, like, I don't know if you watch the online poker at all or, or poker online at all, like on YouTube or anything, or if you've seen it, but I, I was like pretty big into poker. That was like you said with, with you with music, with my last thing was kind of poker trying to make money that way. Yeah. But so I watch a lot of online or poker online on this. They play live, like at this casino called Hustler Casino in LA uh -huh. and live with the bike. But anyways, recently a bunch of these, they somehow got all these big name gamers to go play and they don't they didn't know what they were doing. So they oh, were Oh, I like, watched that. Yeah. You know I, I know what you're talking about. about. I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, got I think, big uh, enough to get to I think to like you. Lud Ludwig was on there, XQC, yeah. like those guys. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Ludwig, HQC, uh, was Slimer, Mr. Beast at that one too? Mr. Beast. Uh Cypher yeah. PK. I don't know. I don't know that name. He could have been, yeah. but it was that girl, um, Alexandria Cortez. I think she's like a chess player. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then they had oh, the, Ninja. Yeah, the yeah. And then Ninja, who's like the, probably yeah. one of the biggest, right? Mr. Beast and Ninja, I guess are probably. Yeah. Ninja, Ninja's starting to get a little, I don't know. I guess a lot of people are getting kind of tired of him. So he's not quite as big anymore, but yeah, he's still like, he's one of the most well-known streamers I think of all time for sure. But, yeah. Yeah. I watched some of that. It was pretty funny. Yeah, it was fun to watch. And then I had two guys that I know more of playing two pros, poker pros. But yeah, I mean, man, if you could make a if you could make a living out of gaming, especially how much they're making, that's pretty wild, you know. Yeah, it's insane. I was doing pretty well too. Like um on Twitch, like once you become an affiliate, um, which I will I think I became affiliate after a couple of months, they um I mean they pay like half of every subscription you get, like you get like fifty percent. So um, oh. Well, how yeah. much is a subscription? Like you five, five bucks for the lowest tier and twenty five for the tier threes. Typically, are there any so. free ones or? Yeah, so they have. Um, so Twitch is owned by Amazon, so they have like Amazon Prime subscriptions. You get one of those free per month, like every thirty days, it like refreshes and you can use it again. Um, so if you give, yeah, so if you like subscribe to a streamer you get, you can use like that prime subscription and the streamer still gets paid the same amount, but it doesn't cost the viewer anything. Like it's free for them. So I would, yeah, mm. I would get a good bit of those too. So I didn't, I didn't do too bad like streaming. Um, It's funny. I actually, I haven't streamed in probably six months and just got like another paycheck, like less than a month ago. It just hit my account out of nowhere. I was like, Oh, that, that was nice. Cause they used to have like a minimum threshold of a hundred dollars. And if you didn't have a hundred dollars, they wouldn't pay it out. Well, I guess like after I quit, I only had like, I think I had like $93 or something that I, so I didn't quite hit the hundred. Well, they lowered the threshold to like 50 bucks now. So it like triggered a payment out to me. I was like, Oh, that's pretty sweet. So. Yeah. But, Part of the problem with, I don't, so it sounds like they, they will monetize you right away as opposed to like YouTube where you have to, I mean, YouTube, the amount that you have to have on there is crazy. Like you have to either have what is it? 4,000 hours of watch time, which is more than it's, I don't know if you probably, you might already know this, yeah. but 4,000 hours of watch time, which is a lot more than you think, or yeah, now they're doing like 10 million views within the last 90 days. And that's where, what I was talking about was the, um, with the shorts, I'm, I'm posting as much as possible to try and get to that 10 million <laughs> views, yeah. you know, just so I can get monetized, you know, yeah. and, um, Instagram, I've, 
honestly, I don't even feel like I deserve it because I'm not like a big Instagrammer, but like they've been paying me around a hundred a month just for posting oh, wow. as I would normally post. So I'm like, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, better than nothing. And then TikTok, awesome. I haven't had too much success in TikTok, mainly just because I, I was kind of late to the game with that. Yeah. But anyways, man, we've been talking for a while, so I'll ask you the last couple of questions and sure. then we'll go. So what I usually ask people is for one, you've already mentioned your podcast. If you want, you can plug it again, but then also any podcast that you listen to that you would recommend or movies, TV shows. And then I already asked you about music. So unless, you, unless there's something else you want to add to that. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, so my podcast again is talking without thinking uh, you can find us everywhere. Podcast. We have a YouTube channel as well. Um, a podcast that I would recommend. We've been talking about music so much. Um, there's a there's a couple that I that I listen to uh, pretty frequently. One's called uh, Lead Singer Syndrome. Um, it is. Oh God, I'm trying to think who who actually runs it. I'm looking it up right now. Forgive me, guy. Shane Todd. He uh, was the front man from Silverstein. Um, has a podcast where he brings on like lead singers from bands and stuff. And then when he doesn't have a guest, they actually do like top five releases of the week each week too. So as far as like a music one, that one's pretty dope. Um, I listen to that quite a bit. And then um, I'm trying to think of what other podcasts that I listen to pretty for. I, I already mentioned the, the Conan O'Brien one, but I mean, that dude doesn't need any more plugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's he's doing okay for himself already um yeah. the nevertheless uh, he is he at least is a nice guy he seems to be pretty yeah. humble about it yeah he seems to be a pretty good guy yeah so yeah i mean other than that um i listen to tiny meat gang they're pretty funny guys cody co um noel miller so that that's just a, a funny podcast they're just like two comedians doing their thing so i listen to that usually every week that's like a can't miss for me um yeah mu music wise i think i cover that ad nauseum almost but um and what was what was the last question i think that was it. um movies and tv shows oh, just because that was one other thing that i wanted to go over that we didn't get yeah, a chance yeah, to yeah. but yeah you could just cover um, it here real quick move recent movies i've seen um there's a movie on paramount plus that i just saw a couple weeks ago called uh significant others or significant other really cool it was like a i didn't know what to expect going into it i thought it was gonna be like a thriller type movie um which it, it kind of was but it has such like a weird twist to it it's got um jake lacy who was from the office like the later seasons of the office in it um as i think well he was as, in white lotus too right yes, like the last one white yeah lotus. Yep. yeah i forgot he was in the office i don't even know if i yeah yeah he was in like that. the last two seasons of the office i think and then um the girl from it follows uh micah monroe is her name okay she's in it as well like those are the two main main characters in it but basically like these two like go into the woods and they're going like camping and uh they're they're a couple they've been together for a little while but she's like really quirky and has like a lot of like weird anxiety issues and things that she's dealing with and it's kind of like one of those like who to trust type type situations and then it like completely gets crazy like halfway through and i don't want to spoil anything else but hmm. it's, a, it's a really cool movie i we we literally just sat down and watched it one night because it just looked interesting 
and uh, yeah. it had it had some very mixed reviews. And the mixed reviews ones are the ones I usually like to watch because typically means that you know it's it's got some kind of weird twist to it or something people didn't like. But I I dug it. I thought it was a cool movie. Um, yeah. God. TV yeah, it sounds movie. like it'd be one of those like romance movies, but then it sounds like but there's like a it's cool not- twist at all yeah <laughs> it's more of like a thriller almost like horror type movie yeah in a way so and um yeah it's got it's got a really cool really cool twist to it like something different that i don't think i've ever seen before um tv shows i don't know man i haven't watched a lot of tv shows lately we just got hulu live like in the past month so we've basically just been watching like comedy central constantly <laughs> like south park and um I don't know. I always watch old shows. That's what I always defer to. Um, I've always been a big fan of like the How I Met Your Mother and The Office and Parks and Rec. And I watch those like over and over again. So, yeah. And then you mentioned 90s movies. What what are some 90s movies that you like? (laughs) I'm more I recently just watched this again, but can't hardly wait. Um, All those like weird like. 90s like college high school type movies oh i don't know why i always love those those in like road trip and um gosh i'm even thinking back i was a huge john cusack fan for a while too like say anything high fidelity is probably one of my favorite movies of all time and um and almost famous if you haven't seen either one of those movies please do especially if you're a music fan yeah i've seen both they're both yeah they're both good and i'm definitely a fan of like 90s like Pulp Fiction and like oh, Fight yeah. Club. I yep. think Fight Club was 90s, right? Oh yeah, it definitely but, was. Yeah. So, anyways, Scott, it was good to have you on. Hopefully, yeah, we didn't go so too long. Nah, yeah, no fine. problem. And I'm def- you, you definitely got a fan out of me at least because I'm definitely going to check out your podcast and everything else you got going on. And it was good to talk to somebody like minded with music because I don't get that a lot, you know. Hey, that's good. You you never know. Like it's it's weird. I can't find too many like guys that were, you know, into the pop punk and emo stuff back in the day anymore. So it's always great to like reminisce for a little while about it. It's awesome. Yeah. When you mentioned like music and movies or whatever, I was like, you know, I was like, oh no, it's just gonna be like we're not gonna like it's like I think the worst thing is when I have somebody on that I just cannot talk to them about. I can't find any angle. You just can't like click. Had, yeah. Yeah. Like I had like a comic book guy on, and I have nothing to add to comic books at all. And so I was asking questions, but it's like, yeah, I just can't relate. But yeah, sorry, but I'm just not that interested. I guess and there's <laughs> just there's just not a lot. Like I don't know how much can you say about comic books. Yeah. With that it's being impressive. said, yeah, he was he was a totally fine good guy. Both of them. That's awesome. two- Good guess, but with stuff like if you were into like, like I said, Creed or some sort of like '90s metal type stuff, besides like Corn, maybe I, I probably <laughs> could, just because it would be so interesting, you know. But I just couldn't click if it was like or country or something, you know. But anyways, man, yeah, it was great having you on, and um, I've yeah, let me know if you want me to come on your guys's. I don't really have yeah. much to say or add, but. Um, I'll definitely Listen, check it out. We we definitely every guest we have on, we literally just bring along for the ride. So whatever yeah. segments we have scheduled, we typically will send those over to the guests like ahead of time. Be like, hey, here's what we're covering. If you want to like join in on all these, feel free. If not, we can do like a quick 
we'll do like we'll typically give like guests like 20 30 minutes and just like chill and talk about whatever they got going on and stuff too um but we always like leave it open like hey if you want to stay on like come on for all the segments and stuff we do you're more than welcome because um we just i don't know we just have fun with it man we just have a blast so yeah it'd be totally cool to have you on yeah and are you guys all together and then if i was on like would i be like like on the zoom like this is it there that you guys do it yeah, we do it. We do it on Riverside. So we um we are each in our own houses. We um we used to oh, live okay. close. We used to live closer, but now I'm I'm about forty five minutes away from the rest of the guys now. Um, so we kind of all do it from our own houses. We actually been slowly like getting the other guys have been getting better setups and stuff, uh, getting better mics and um. So like every episode's been getting better and better sound wise and looks wise, but um, it's been a lot of fun. Like a little you know, challenging at first to do everything remote, but we're, you know, kind of getting the hang of it now. Cause I'll, every other episode we did over a hundred episodes originally, and they were all like together in one room and we'd have like yeah. guests in the room too. We had some call-ins and stuff here and there, but yeah. And why did on. you guys, why did you guys take like the, the break after the hundred? We, um, so part of it was like pandemic. Part of it was just life stuff, uh, with all of us, like, everyone was kind of doing different stuff at the same time. We just couldn't find the time for it um, at that point. So now we're kind of at all, all at a better place and, you know, able to, to get together every week and do our thing. So. Yeah. yeah, Sounds good, man. And uh, yeah, I offer this to all my guests, but if you ever want to come up back on, let me know and we can cover one of the other topics that we were supposed to cover. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. All right. Sounds good. Nice talking with you, Scott. All right, same to you. Thank you. No problem. Bye.